here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hi everyone, Rob McCarran here, wishing you a happy and healthy end to 2015. Be sure to check out VoicesOfWrestling.com this week, as we've got new episodes of Shake Them Ropes and the new Japan Pearlcast up right now. Plus, the Cubs fan takes a look at the Lucha events happening in Mexico on Christmas Day. December is almost over, which means it's almost match of the year voting time. Find out what matches deserve a look by checking out our match of the month archives and discuss your top matches on the Voices of Wrestling forums. It may be too late to shop for Christmas, but it certainly isn't too late to shop for yourself. Spend that Christmas money and support Voices at the same time by using our Amazon and WWE Shop affiliate links when you make your purchases. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com Amazon, shop like normal at no extra cost, and you've helped out the website. If you're looking for brand new Kevin Owens shirts, visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash WWE shop before you buy. These are great ways to help our website grow by doing the shopping you were already doing. It's that easy. Thanks to all of you for your support this year, and may 2016 be bigger and better for all of you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from all of us at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Everybody's attention now. I'm so jacked up just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my bed. Mikazi now, he's not okay, so, so Mik- he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's a boy, he's a man. Later. He's a man, Mikazi. Man, Are you ready? He got PWS superstar Brian Buck. <laughs> and he was gone in two So it's in go Bernalis. In Bernalis. In go Bernalis. You're missing a B there, but that's There's a B? This is what I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like, no! Many, 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 Mickey, Mickey, Mickey! Pishy, pishy! Listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza. Because Joe Lanza's not changing. 
and Rich Cranch. <laughs> Give me a name. Like who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? <laughs> Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Krejci alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday night? We're doing a very a, a special Tuesday edition of Voice of Wrestling because uh, I don't want to talk to you on Christmas Eve. I apologize, but... That's rude. it's really my fault. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would like to. T- I mean, if you want to talk, I'll talk. But I mean, like for three hours, is a little excessive. You know, if you want to talk on the phone or something, that's fine. We can do that. You know, there's no hard yeah. and fast rule that these things have to go three hours. You know that. Um, you no, know, it's implied though. I mean, no, no, yeah, we can wrap this bad boy up in about ten minutes if you want. You want to do that? I mean, we can go like forty-five minutes. I mean, I, look. Can you imagine? Well, see. The vitriol if we did that. That's that's free podcast that nobody you know. That's how most of these podcasts used to be, other than um, the, the lapsed fan. Now I know that we're the trendsetters in the wrestling podcasting world, and you know ever since we started going, for, definitely for worse. By the way, because now everybody goes like three and a half hours, and it's really awful, and, and it's impossible to consume. So yeah, it's right. I mean, we were, we bad. were the first people to do that to go three four hours on these podcasts. Now everybody's doing it. Yeah, I remember the Laps fan. I remember the Laps fan did some stuff, and people were just like shocked because, like, the Laps fan did stuff with the Wrestling Observer where they'd jump in on those like WrestleMania uh, things. And I remember when people just were like, shocked. "Well, I mean, they they were ridiculous. They went like six hours sometime, right?" They had a couple, and they talk about they like WrestleMania seventeen for like seven hours, and it's like, "All right, dude, what are you like? You're twice as long as the show. What are you doing?" Like, uh, so I remember that. But yeah, I remember that, like, you know, well, I even mentioned it to to Joe Gagne, who we've done some stuff with, and you'll hear us with him uh, this week on. Uh, Alan's show because we did his Christmas special he used to do those like recap shows in Joe versus the world and those would go like two hours and I remember telling him that you were one of the inspirations for I was like oh wow I mean you can go this long on a podcast or whatever he was one of the first I remember doing it now we routinely I mean without any question go three hours as do most other, a lot of other podcasts as well yeah laps fan did a couple that were five or six hours and they, they were longer than the shows that they were reviewing so but but other than that I mean that it was it was a rarity for these shows to go mm-hmm like three hours i remember a couple times we went like two and a half hours 245 and people thought that was obscene yeah now now we have the the time is capped and we can't go longer than three <laughs> and now people and people got mad now people complain oh it's too short why why can't you go over three so you know it's it's and and this is the end of let's see this is the end of year four. In- well, that's correct. Yeah, because we'll start out when we do. Yeah, the beginning of the new year will be our uh, our fourth year or our fifth. Will it be fifth? In two, in two weeks, it'll be the beginning of the fifth year. Ugh, Think about God. that. What happened in my life? Think <laughs> Where about have that. I been? And 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 the hours wasted. Yeah, God. Recording How this stupid. track. Think about that. <laughs> How stupid. <laughs> This is it. Well, I'm retiring after this one. I think year five. Now that you've, now that you've, is it really year it five? Year five. We did. We did started in the beginning of 2012. So this will be the fourth full year of the show. Mm-hmm. So 
It'll be the start of the fifth year. Oh, by the way, Joe is dog sitting, so in case you hear a run in. Um... I'm a beaten and defeated man. <laughs> I called you today and you were high. <laughs> I am um, about eight hours in to a two week journey. Oh, God, it's two weeks. It's two weeks. She's gone. The person I am dog sitting for is gone for two weeks. Will not be back until January 5th. So I have these three dogs. My dogs hate this dog. <laughs> they don't like her. It'll be it's it's a full two. Oh, it's three 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 female dogs. Yes. No. Oh, okay. This is. A, I wonder if that'd be better or worse if you threw a male in there. Uh, well, two of them aren't fixed. Ah. Okay. So there's my two dogs and there's this dog. My two dogs hate this dog. This dog's a puppy. It has pissed twice in my house. It has already taken a shit. I found a very unfamiliar looking shit upstairs in my <laughs> den, which has to be the new dog. I know what my dog's shit looks like. Yeah, right. Oh, you know that. Yeah. And I, I haven't been, I've been home all day, so they wouldn't have shit in the house. They only shit in the house if I'm gone for like 12 hours and they can't hold it anymore. They, they don't shit in the house when I'm home because they come and tell me they need to go out. Right. So I find this unfamiliar shit up in my den. Of course, it was liquidy. Of course, it couldn't. Yeah, it couldn't be a nice salad, like good, you know. You know, it's it's a constant battle royal in here. <laughs> a Rambo, there's a New Japan Rambo going on at all because this this dog just won't leave them alone. You know, my my dog will just be laying innocently on the couch, and this dog just you know for no reason will just come. Now this dog, this dog doesn't have any other. It's by itself usually, right? Yes. Okay, so this is like a great vacation. It's the dog's like a, excited. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. There friends here. So it's just jumping on my dog's backs. It's it's just smacking my dogs in the face with its paw. It's 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 it's, it's nonsense. My dogs don't like this. As you can hear them, you know, exploding in the background. <laughs> They've had enough. I try to let them out before we start this so they can go do go to the bathroom. There's a snake outside. So I got to corral all the dogs and get them back inside. I don't know what kind of snake this is. How, how do you know there's a snake? I saw the so snake. Confirm. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good way. There's snakes yeah. slithering around on my back porch. That, that's, that's a good way to know there's a snake in your backyard. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, fantastic. I'm like, let me get them inside before they notice the snake. I don't need a showdown between the dogs and the snake. It's the last thing I need. So I get two of the dogs inside. Of course, the Boston Terrier spots the snake. So now she's getting down low and shaking her ass, and she wants to go after the, She wants to fight the snake. I don't know what kind of snake this is. <laughs> I, look, it could be. Uh, I don't know. What, what are the indigenous snakes to the uh, college station area? You think I know? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know either. I live in Chicago. I know nothing of snakes. I don't know anything about snakes. I've seen like three snakes in my entire lives and that weren't in captivity. So, so I don't know if this thing's going to bite my dog. Now I'm going to have to. Now my dog's going to die. Okay, I, cobra. I, I don't think it's a cobra, but. <laughs> I don't think it's a cobra. Isn't that like a, in India or something? The co- There's no cobra. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 you know, Macho Man. You know, Macho Man got bit That's by right. one. That's right. That's right. So I don't know what so kind of snake. Wherever that event was held, they're there too. So I, I, I imagine Jake the Snake just let it roam free afterwards. So they've probably taken over whatever area that was. So, so the snake's like a foot long, and <laughs> I covered it with like a piece of Tupperware. So I don't want to touch it. So I don't want it to bite me. So I, I, I've got it covered right now on the back porch with a piece of Tupperware, and the snake is just bugging out. It's just it's, – its head is flipping all over the place. Its tail is wagging all over. So now i got a snake out on the back porch. The dogs and that, you know, I, I'm, 
I guess I could let them out now because the, the, the snake is covered with the Tupperware. I don't know how I'm going to get rid of the snake. I'm probably going to you know, dress in head to toe, put on some gloves, look like a complete idiot because it's probably not even a poisonous snake. Yeah, it's like a fucking gardener snake or whatever. More than likely. It's like a, it's like a foot long. It's very thin. But it's its tongue is going all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I'm not taking any chance. That's a snake. Yeah, that's what snakes do. But, so, okay. you know, and, and so I'm going to have to go out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look like a, a beekeeper. I'm going to be all covered from head to toe. I'm going to go out there with a stick of some sort or a broom. And I'm going to have to throw this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw the snake over the fence into the neighbor's yard. Right, right of course, yeah. Because where they can handle it, yeah, because they can probably handle yeah, it. Yeah, they, they're probably familiar with these wild creatures of Texas. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this thing, so I got to I got to toss the snake. Oh, I don't want to kill the snake, so I'll just toss it over into someone else's yard and let them deal with it. You know, the neighbors on the one side, they don't have kids or animals or anything. That's a safe place to toss. I'll just throw it right in. Yeah, safe haven. Yeah. Toss it over in their garden or something, because the other neighbor's got a dog. I don't want to kill the other neighbor's dog. It would be very neighborly. Christmas time, they go out and their dog's dead. The snake killed their their dog. So I got a lot of problems over here right now. I'm just I'm a defeated man. I have no energy. It's I'm nine hours into this. They've worn me down already. I can't wait to go back to work tomorrow. I can't wait to get away from these animals. Yeah, well, then you're going to come home and clean up all the stuff then. That's the other problem. Uh, this dog, let me tell you something about this dog. This dog's going right in the cage. <laughs> I guess you're not going to know. So you won't be home to hear the, the, the cries for help. So that's fine. Yeah. That dog's going in the cage and it could piss and shit in that cage all at once. The problem. It's going to piss the shit in the cage and roll around it. I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to have, then I'm going to, have to bathe this dog. So I don't know what that's what I mean. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get by. You're not going to come home and, be, and everything's going to be good. It's, it's going to be a shit show. So something maybe literally. Literally. Yeah. Yes. So, very literally. Yeah. I, I just I can't let it upstairs where the carpet is. I have to keep him down here with the hardwood and, and see what happens. Maybe I'll lock it in the kitchen. It's a good idea. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. It's, you know, it's the tile or whatever. You know, that's an easy cleanup. I'm worn down, man. You're done. You don't even have time to get mad about Christmas songs. It hasn't even been a full day. <laughs> They're fighting now. They're gonna. Yeah, it's just gonna happen. That's just gonna be a noise. It kind of sounds like a babbling brook, sort of. Like a like a little bit of water. Their little claws are banging on the on the on the hardwood floor <laughs> as they as they bite each other's necks. That's fine. They'll get tired of that in a while. And you know, what this little one likes to do, he likes to get behind them and hump their ass for dominance. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my uh, when Louis and Hans have their uh, their old WWF, their '80s WWF style thing. We talked about it a few weeks ago. The, the Nazi sympathizer versus the ethnic baby face. Yes, Louis. Uh, yeah, Louis likes to hump a lot. So, like Bruno going over, he, he likes to, you know. Yeah, and these dogs don't want to be humped, so they turn around and start nipping and biting. <laughs> So yeah, now they're just going at it. I don't know. I well, you know, just let it happen. Yeah, that'll get old. They'll get tired in a while, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you're done. You want to wrap this up? Yeah. Did we hit the three-hour mark here yet, or what? Uh, we're at, I believe, uh, somewhere around sixteen or seventeen minutes. What the hell so. are we even talking about? Uh, really nothing. I kind of said I uh, don't want to talk to you on Christmas Eve, uh, and then I, I we we heard the dog noise, and then we went from there. Because um, oh, we were talking about the three-hour podcast, and then we were just talking about dog noises. Yes, yeah, so a little bit. Are- but of course. What do we got scheduled on this thing? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about here. Well, of course, we got to, you know, Christmas is coming up, so we have to do, you know, talk a little bit about what we're doing for Christmas because everybody, you know, cares a lot. Um, and, and it'll all be very exciting, every, all of our, our plans and anything Christmas related. Also, we got a lot of good shows, though. We're on a strict no Roman Reigns policy, though, for this week. Uh, we, we've done enough of that. We've done that show, like, what, nine straight weeks or whatever. I have nothing to add. I'm sure you don't, I, or I'm sure you do, actually, but I. 
would prefer if we don't uh, add anything more. I mean, uh, but I, we, you know, other than everything I said that was going to happen last week played out this week, I have nothing to add. There you go. You know, that's far be it for me to tell everybody I was right, but I, you know, because I, I never do that. But you know, it's it's everything I warned everybody of. You know, everybody shit their pants and and claim that uh, you know Roman was now over and turned the corner, and then he came out this week to absolute crickets. And you know, the rating was down as well, and, so. and the rating was down. And then you know, he came out to see, and then the, the Dean Ambrose cage match with Sheamus. Careful. Uh, you know, what am I being careful of here? You know, d- 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 we're on the no Roman Reigns. I mean, d- 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 this is Dean Ambrose and Sheamus. Dean Ambrose and okay. Sheamus had a cage match to end the show. Number two babyface, number one heel currently. And I think Trevor the Irish wrestling fan put it the best way. It was like watching a 2000 night uh, Thunder. You know, it was like watching the New Blood versus, uh, you know, versus, you know, whatever that the other team was called. And no one gave a the shit. The Millionaire's Club, the Millionaire. Come on. Nobody gave a shit about Dean Ambrose and, and Seamus. And, and Rich, why would they? I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, who could, who could possibly give a nobody shit? Nobody gave a shit. And then Roman Reigns came down to make a save, and nobody gave a shit. And the only time they ever pop for Roman Reigns is when he's doing the Superman punch or the spear. And then the show, you know, limped off the air with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose standing there and fans just kind of staring at them. I mean, you know, so the problems continue. Well, there we go. Okay, so that's it for our WWE segment. I don't think we're going to talk any more about that because we have plenty of other stuff to talk about. We have Noah uh, has a huge show coming up on the 23rd. Uh, It'll be actually... By the time you know, it, it, probably by the time most of you guys listen to this, it will have happened. I don't know if everybody's going to have seen it by then. I doubt most of you will see it by then. But so we'll talk a little bit about that, preview that a little bit, and what we uh, we expect to happen. And of course, in the main event, will be the big part that we're going to talk about a lot. Also, uh, interesting stuff going on in Ring of Honor, and some interesting news about their talent and things that could possibly be going on. People moving to other companies, contracts expiring. You know, a bunch of good stuff. A, a lot of interesting, interesting stuff going on on Ring of Honor. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you and I both watched the Road to Tokyo Dome shows that were recently on uh, New Japan World, so we'll talk a little bit about those as we get into the final days before Wrestle Kingdom 10, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Also, there's new titles in New Japan, and it's going to destroy New Japan from within, and we'll you know talk about that, of course. And then um, a little bit of Dragon Gate stuff, too, real briefly. Uh, they have a big show coming up uh, pretty soon as well. And then, yeah, anything else that comes up along the way, we'll, we'll talk about. But uh, anything in particular you want to uh, start on? We can go off topic, too. We got Christmas. What are you doing for Christmas, Joe? We'll do that. I'm not doing nothing for Christmas. I I, I got to get these <laughs> dogs under control. I, it's, I, I thought it was going to stop pretty quickly, but it's 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 loud. I'm a beaten man. I'm starving. Done. I haven't eaten in hours. <laughs> That's how it was with my puppy, man. It was, it was bad. It's not in a good place. <laughs> He's good now, though. He's sleeping in a pile of blankets, so. Noah Destiny is tonight. Yes, it is. As yeah. we record this, it's tonight. 23rd in Japan, correct? Yep. We haven't... No sold my entire Christmas part. Okay, that's fine. We haven't uh, talked about Noah in a while. <laughs> we haven't, no. Let's talk about Noah here. Uh, of course, you know, obviously the 23rd, Noah Destiny, big show going on. The main event uh, is probably the part that most people are going to talk about. We'll, we'll preview the entire card here in a sec, but I wanted to talk uh, at least about the main event. Uh, GHC heavyweight championship match, of course, Minoru Suzuki, the champion, defending against Marifuji. Uh, it's a big rematch they've had. Uh, it's been building for quite a while. Maybe I'll start off first. You know, there's there's been some stuff going on in Noah recently. Um, 
of course, Go Shiozaki coming in has has kind of changed the complexion of at least what I think they're going to do with this match. Um, I, I think a lot of people reasonably thought that this might have been where, you know, you have Marafuji win. You know, he defeats Suzuki, you know, brings home the title. He's kind of Noah's quote-unquote savior for a little bit. Suzuki Gun does whatever. With Go Shiozaki, though, does that change it for you? Because I know some people have said, okay, well, no, they're probably going to do the title change. Marafuji's going to win. Yeah, to me, I don't, I don't know if I would do that. I think the money is in – or. Presumably money, because we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. Uh, it, I, at least the story money, I, I think, is in Go Shiozaki being the one that eventually beats Minoru Suzuki. Because ever since he's come in, Minoru Suzuki's been trying to recruit him. Shiozaki has said, you know, no, I'm not into, I don't want to join or whatever. To me, that's kind of the, your big story. But w- what do you see happening here? Do you see Marafuji winning? Do you see Suzuki retaining? Do you see something out of left field? Does Shiozaki turn on Marafuji and, and join Suzuki Gun or something like that? I mean, wh- what do you see happening here? Well... I don't think they foresaw when they started this and laid out the plans, Go Shiozaki becoming available. Right. So it, it, say, say Shiozaki doesn't exist. Say that he sticks with New Japan. Is this the time when Marufuji beats Suzuki? Yeah, absolutely. On this big show? Okay. Su- yeah, I, I agree. Suzuki I agree. beat him twice already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but I mean, I don't think they foresaw this coming and they keep hinting around at Suzuki trying to recruit Shiozaki. So it, it seems to me like they may have switched gears when Shiozaki showed up. The problem is in Japan and particularly, you know, Jado, they, they, you know, they, they don't, they, 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 they pick a long-term plan and they stick to it. Typically. Correct. Yeah. And they're, they're stubborn about that. This isn't, you know, like WWE where they change their mind on a weekly basis. So I don't know if, if, you know, that's why there's more intrigue here. There wouldn't have been any intrigue previously, because I think everybody figured Marafuji was going to win when they figured out that he was going to be a, the opponent here. But you're right. I, I don't I, – I, I could see them switching gears. Shiozaki has a match he's going to win on this show. He's going to beat Maybach. And he's been, he's been facing a bunch of guys that you know, – he's been beating the quiet storms of the world since he's come back. Um, you know, he hasn't had – they haven't burned any of his big matches yet. It's not like Noah has a ton of big matches to burn. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but um, so I clearly think they're building towards something. Now, if Mar- mm-hmm. Marafuji wins, I mean, you could still do Minoru Suzuki and Shiozaki in some sort of feud. But, you know, then that lose a little juice. If it loses a lot of juice. And, yeah, yeah. And Shiozaki's a, you know, the former, he was going to be the next Noah Ace many years ago right, right. before they left. It's, it's, it's a better story at the same time. You know, but then you have to beat Marafuji three times in a row. Now, I I know does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? Beating him three times in a row, probably not. But no, it's this isn't a company that's real deep though, and that's that's the and he is the biggest star. You know, on paper, you know, on the on the it's like so that's kind of tricky too. Beating him three times in a row. The bottom line here is Go Shiozaki leaving all Japan and coming to Noah has made. That particular match, Suzuki and Marafuji, a million times more interesting in terms of what they're going to do with the result. And I, I really, I really don't know. If it was me, Marafuji loses that match. Mm-hmm. There, I, I look. The fans, they're burnt out on Marafuji. Marafuji isn't turning your fortunes around, and. You know, yeah, him being the savior and, and winning the title isn't okay. Now we're ready to go. He's our next generation. Here we go. We're ready to go for the next, you know, decade or whatever. That, that's not happening. And I'm not saying. 
And Shio's not, Shiozaki's not that either. He's that really, guy either. But, but right. at least, look, at least there's a chance that it could spark something. It's something a different story. Direction. Yeah, it's it's something different. And you're not get, you you won't get that with Marifuji. That's that's just that guy was there before. You know what I mean? He's not saving anything. He's just he was just kind of there and he kind of hung around long enough to, you know, get a, additional title shots. Yeah, I, I agree. He and that's unfortunately that's kind of a problem with Noah in general is you, you know, if Shiozaki in here who who at least he's something a little bit different, but man, and that, and that's why we mentioned that that's so why it becomes kind of tough if, if Mirafuji does lose three times, which I, I, I'm with you. I would have him just lose. Uh, you know, maybe you have nefarious means where Suzuki Gun does it, and then Shiozaki goes, okay, now, you know, I, I'm going to step up to the plate here, or I, whatever you yeah, want to do. He cleans house, uh, you know. Right, exactly. I mean, I think there's a way to do it where maybe Mirafuji doesn't lose too much, but, you know, you look at, at, at guys, and they're kind of in a, in a tough spot here because that's just really nobody. I mean, this roster is just, it's not, there's just no one there. You, you know what I mean? Like, who. Who are your top guys here? There's just nobody. It, it, it's very weird. I mean, I, I, I've been enjoying Noah a lot lately, but it's just still, it, it, it's, you know, we're a year in, basically, you know, right after Wrestle Kingdom, we'll be a year into the Suzuki gun thing. And it's, you know, they've added some nice, you know, some much needed juice to some of the stuff. But, you know, as far as a business success, eh, that's that's debatable. I mean, I don't think it, it, it's blowing up like crazy. And, and maybe this, maybe it needs a little bit more time. Who knows? It's just more for me is that the roster is still just not there. I, I don't know. It, it, it's very weird. So then you get an idea of, okay, Yamir Fuji loses, whatever, and Shiozaki's the guy, but then, you know, then Shiozaki wins and, you know, does Suzuki Gun just kind of hang around? The, the, the pro- That's kind of weird. The problem is yeah. it's very clear that, Mar- that the, the plan was for Mara Fuji to win this match because they didn't build anybody else underneath during right, exactly. this whole time. They've had a year now. It's December. You know, we've come on this show, and every time we talk about Noah – you know, first of all, the Suzuki Gun invasion is a business failure because every time we come on here and talk about Noah, I say, ah, oh, you know, it's only been four months. Ah, oh, you know, it's only been seven months. It's only been nine months. Given, okay, it's been a year now. Yeah, I think we're at the uh, point where we can. So it, it, yeah. it <laughs> yeah. now, you know, it, it's it's been a, it, it's safe to say this has not worked. Um, business has gone down slightly. It, you know, it, it it wasn't exactly starting from a high peak. Right. And see, that's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand. See, I defend trying the angle. Oh, oh, certainly, absolutely. Because I'm not. What else did you have? I've, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've never said it was a success. I've said give it some more time. Now it's had enough time where mm-hmm. you can definitively say it hasn't worked because now it's been a year. You know, three months, four months in when people were burying it. Look, that's not enough time. Oh, you can't do that. You can't. You, you got to let it play out a little bit. A year is enough. Time. That's. I know that's the meme, but you, you really do. <laughs> so a, a year is enough time where we can now say it hasn't worked. It hasn't caught on. Well, even from a creative standpoint, too, or uh, not necessarily creative, but like you, you're mentioning business, and then like development wise, you know what, what's happened in a year? They had. You know that, what I mean? That, like, that, look that, at the roster. Look at the stagnation. The it's thing. like. Nothing is different. I mean, Suzuki had the title a lot, and some other guys are hanging around. But once, if those guys up, if, if say after Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, all those guys leave, Noah's in no better spot than it was a year Nothing ago. In a worse spot, but exactly because nobody is ready. They didn't build anyone underneath Marafuji, which leads me to believe the plan was for him to win this. They could change course with Shiozaki in the fold, but they didn't build Kitamiya. They didn't build Nakajima. Yeah, Nakajima's back. You know, doing absolutely nothing. Whatever guy you wanted, Kitamiya's in the second match in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that was shocking. I, I I was looking for him on this card because because I I copy and pasted this card and I went, huh? Where's he? Oh, oh, <laughs> he's with 
Captain Noah and Quiet Which Storm. Which honestly, okay. I expected like, because they didn't do anything. They didn't build them all year. Yeah, it's just they, it's just staggering. They could have picked you know. any of these guys and built them slowly, built them underneath, and then had Marafuji come up short again, and then have try a new fresh face to mm-hmm. be the guy who would beat Suzuki. But they didn't build anyone underneath. And that's what I always said would have been my ideal thing. You know, of course, I said Zack Sabre, and that, that probably wouldn't have worked out that well, but that was mostly a joke. But but somebody, you know, underneath, I thought would have been a good a good surprise guy to kind of come out of nowhere. The, the roster rallies behind that sort of guy I thought always would have been good, but they never showed any promise in really doing that. Everybody sort of – and that's one thing that always kind of – irked me a little bit is that they sort of picked where everybody was going to be and picked their spots. You know, a Nakajima was kind of slotted here and he never left there. You know what I mean? Like they, they said, okay, you're going to be against Shelton Benjamin and, the, and, and that sort of stuff. And he's really just kind of been there for the entire year. There are guys like, you know, Azuka or whatever, who, who just, you know, there's been certain guys that have just fought Azuka the entire time, you know, Maybach and Azuka. I'm not saying that Maybach w- would have been there, but it just seemed like after a year, it was just nothing. It was just stagnant. Like everybody was where they were exactly a year ago and nobody's moved up. Nobody's moved down. It's just kind of it's there. And that's that that's nothing short of a disappointment. I mean, that that's a, a, a monumental disappointment in my mind. Now, the the one thing that I, I, I still defend trying it because. Oh, I, I know. I agree. The reason being. Noah, it's like people are pretending all of a sudden that this ruined Noah, or that go watch a Noah show before this, <laughs> or that Noah we was just some kind about of this roster, or that Noah was some kind of hot company. You're right. but look, Noah was the shits before this started, and now they're just more of the shits. It's like okay, sometimes like when you have to clean your house, right? You got to tear it apart. And then, and then, clean, like you have to make a bigger mess to clean the original mess, or you know, it's like that's what I viewed this as. They're just said, all right, let's just try something completely different because the status quo, this company is shit, and it's going. Right, you got to break it down to rebuild it, yeah. like, like a sports team or or anybody, you know, something like that. Is that they really just had to go and sort of tank in a way and just break it all down yes. and then restart? But it just it it, it never they never rebuilt. It just didn't work. Right, I have no problem with them trying something radical like this. And go, go watch it for people that say that. Go watch like the final few Noah shows that that Kenta was on, Rich, and, 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 Rich, and tell me how hot that company Rich, was. To, and that's before Kenta Rich, left. You, you, <laughs> Rich, you talk to people and they act like Noah was thriving. I mean, I don't know what company they were watching. That was we used to we used to come on here and joke about the crowds. Like you legitimately thought a like they were working these ridiculous arenas. Like remember that there was that one time where uh, it was Kenta versus somebody. I forgot Kojima, where they were, and it was uh, it, yeah, they were in like some high school gym, and there was like thirty five, like legitimately like hundred and ten people there. Look, business was shit before and is shit now. And like, like yeah, and like the crowd made absolutely zero noise the entire time. You, you would have thought you had it. We we used to call it funerals. We used to call Noah shows funerals. Absolutely, it, it, they haven't been a hot company in a long time, and it's like. um you know, so yeah, people were acting like Kent Kobashi was just just went away, and then Suzuki going like there was a big period there where they were pretty. That was terrible. garbage. Yeah, I mean, why was do you really think, why really do you think they're yeah. selling shares of the company because it wasn't working? <laughs> right. If if, the, if if Noah you know was successful before all this, they wouldn't have sold. You know, it wouldn't Bushi Road wouldn't be involved right now. You know what I mean? So it's like that whole thing is nonsense when people bring that up. So I don't mind them for trying something radical, even knowing that. Um, it was going to drive off some of the old Noah fan base because you know what I compare it to? It's the same as when ROH fired Gabe Sapolsky, mm-hmm. right? And they, they brought in Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce completely changed the philosophy of the company. And it's like Carrie Silkin knew Ring of Honor was going to lose fans when he made that move. 
But the idea was to lose fans in the short term to potentially grow the company in the long term because the Gabe Sapolsky way, the company was not growing anymore. So, yes, you take the short term hit and you hope the long term works out. Well, the Adam Pierce era did not work out ultimately in the end. And I preferred the Gabe Sapolsky era personally. Of course. From an yeah. aesthetic standpoint. Of course I did as well, yeah. But I did not fault Carrie Silken for attempting that change because he wanted to grow his company even if – Right, and if you remember that last year of Gabe – I mean it was – you know, I love Gabe and I, I, I'm i like – I'm sure people love Noah and I love Gabe Ring of Honor. But that – you know, the last year of Gabe, was, it was not good. He'll tell was, you he was, burnt out. He'll yeah, tell you that. exactly. Right. But, the crowd got burnt out. The wrestlers seemed burnt out. The storylines were burnt out. And Gabe was it was it was very fair that they made that move. Again, you know, in hindsight, you go, oh my god, how do you get rid of you know get somebody you know as, as like Gabe Sapolsky who, who's always you know looking for the next thing. He's always revolutionary or whatever. But well, go watch 2007 Ring of Honor and you'll you'll see. Well, he, you know, and and that, the point is, even if 2007 Ring of Honor was a great aesthetic product, Carrie Silken knew it, Gabe wasn't the guy to grow it any further. Right. They had, they had reached their ceiling. Let's with try that. something new. And it's the same situation here. It's like, all right, Noah is where it's at. It's stagnant as fuck. The business isn't good. Um, we're selling shares of the company off. You know, the new company, the new controlling company comes in. First of all, it's new people in charge. They're going to do something different. Second of all, you can't fault them for trying to take a step backwards in order to take steps forward. So I don't kill them for trying this. It, but now we can definitively say it did not yeah. work. Um, I don't know. You can now look. We can talk about the execution. We can talk about Minoru Suzuki just not being a draw. I, you know, the reasons aren't even important. The point is they tried something. It hasn't worked. So where do you go from here? Um, now, they, 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 the, to me, the big mistake was this was a chance to build new people underneath and try new faces and build someone. They had a whole year. To slowly push someone up to the level right. to beat Suzuki, and then if it doesn't take, it doesn't take. Again, though, nothing venture, nothing gain. You know, but they didn't do that. It came full circle and just went right back to Marafuji. We're in December, and it's Marafuji who's probably going to win the title here. And if he doesn't, it's only because Go Shiozaki showed up and mm-hmm. saved their ass from doing, um, you know, from coming full circle with that. So. You know, I don't fault them for trying it, but it clearly hasn't worked. So it'll be interesting what they do next year. Um, I, to me, it seems like Suzuki Gun's sticking around, staying in Noah. I, I would assume so, yeah. Because, and this will tie in the stuff we talk about later, but I mean, it seems like the Los Singarbonobiles are going to take over as the primary heel faction in New Japan. And if Bullet Club sticks around or doesn't stick around, where does Suzuki Gun fit in? They don't. Yeah, they really don't fit. Yeah, if you really think of it too, that that's that's the thing that's that's kind of interesting as well. You know, sort of circling around with, with New Japan as well is that you know if they were to come back to New Japan, they they just they just stick out. They just don't work in, in current New Japan that landscape or whatever. The landscape sort of moved on without them, and that's kind of hard to say. I mean, like Suzuki can jump right in there, but there's there's other guys like and yes, they could jump right back in there as well. But there's there's no. I mean, like a a Desperado, yeah, he could probably do it. But like guys like Suzuki well, and a guy like even like a Shelton Benjamin, it's like they would they cannot come back as Suzuki gun. Like that unit cannot just stroll into New Japan. You know, the day after Wrestle Kingdom at New Year's Dash and go, OK, here we are. We're back again because it's just like, OK, well, what the hell are you doing? And then we have like three heel factions now. And it, I mean, they could, it just but they'd have to make sense. other changes. And I just don't. It, yeah. Then someone else is going, you know, they'd have to be mega good guys. or It just, yeah, it wouldn't work. It, it's just it's silly right now. So I, I think that they stay there for a little while as well. But what goes on with that? Who knows? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Now, from a from an entertainment perspective, 
I've enjoyed Noah more this year than I have in the years in the last couple of years pre- previous. Now, business it hasn't worked out, but I think I think the company's been more interesting, at least from my personal entertainment standpoint. Um, I had no interest in Yuji Nagata GHC champion. I mean, I just didn't. Um, you know, and and especially once Kento left, I there was like no reason to watch Noah in those days. There just wasn't, mm-hmm. I, at least for me personally. I I thought it was a dry company, super dry company. I thought it was. You know, New Japan just didn't care about Yuji Nagata, and they just sent him there to keep him busy. And I'm not really all that interested in Yuji Nagata, to be completely honest with you. He's never been a guy that I've been all that interested in. So I guess your mileage may vary depending on what you think of Yuji Nagata, but I think Noah's been more interesting, at least for me, for this American guy who, you know, isn't the ticket-buying public in Japan. It's been more interesting to me. I've, I've enjoyed Noah this year. Yeah, I've enjoyed the Suzuki gun, uh, run a lot, or Suzuki you know, especially, I think he's had, he's had some great matches this year in Noah, and, and really standout matches as well that weren't really th- those type of matches weren't popping out from Noah before that. You know what I mean? Like they had you know decent guy. I mean, a lot of the same guys were, were were still there, but those big time matches, those big time feels, those weren't really happening. But you sort of got that. I mean, maybe you know, again, I, I'm saying big time as far as like an aesthetic or at least my viewing standpoint. I sort of thought a lot of those Suzuki, you know, big title defenses felt and, and looked like big time matches or whatever. You weren't getting that before. I mean, maybe they weren't selling as many tickets, but so that, that helped my enjoyment as well. It just seemed like everything mattered a little bit more. But now that we're at this year, you know, you're kind of at a and I still I'm still very much looking forward to this show because, you know, obviously, of course, the, the main event um, will say a lot about what's going to happen uh, for the history of Noah, but or, or the future of Noah rather. But it, it's still yeah, it just feels like, you know. The whole year I was invested because I'm building up, okay, what's going to happen? Where are we going to go? What's the direction? What's all that? And then you sort of you, you get to this point, like you said, we're at a year now, and you look and you go, oh, geez, like just nothing. And it's like that, you know, I was always interested because I'm like, okay, what's next? Who's next? Where are they going? Where, you know, where are they doing? And that, that made it way more interesting. Whereas, like you said, previous years, Noah was like, who cares? I mean, there's just, it, it's just a product going nowhere, doing nothing. And, and at least it felt and looked a little bit different this year, but ultimately, you know, it ran in place. It was on a hamster wheel. Maybe, so. maybe they're just waiting around and waiting for all Japan to just finally call it a day and bring in your Junakiyamas and your Suamas. And it's like, you know, it's will they save you because they're failing? That's yeah. That's what I got. But like, maybe it, it's combine, a development thing. Yeah. But if, you, but if you combine these two failing rosters plus the Suzuki Gun guys, then maybe you have the right mix and the right ingredients, but then there's all those political things at play. Right. You've got to get Marafuji to play nice with Akiyama and Akiyama to play nice with the guys who quit all Japan. It's like, then you have all those issues to deal with. So who knows if that's even reasonable or realistic? Right, we can we can just kind of put it up in our mind. Oh yeah, Akiyama just goes there and walks in and he's great. It's like, oh, you know, there's, there's a little bit more to that than, you know, it sounds good on paper, but yeah, it, it doesn't always work that or way. Or do a lot of these guys say to themselves, all right, we have to play nice. Because if we don't, where do we go? Right, we're at zero one. Then, then we're there's nothing <laughs> left for us. Rolling around on peace stained <laughs> zero you one know, mats. So. And, and think about this in terms of you know all Japan because they're going to die because they have. Two, oh, have you looked at their schedule? Yeah, they have in, two shows scheduled in January and like five shows scheduled in February. They don't even have tours scheduled. Yeah. All, you know, half the roster left. The Baba Memorial Show doesn't look like it's happening. And th- be the after the ten years, I believe they've had that, and that's now. Apparently, just not scheduled. Or, no no show know. scheduled for that date. And think about this. You know, Yoshinobu Kanemaru left that company. And we talked about it here. His cited reason, on record, his quote, 
was he needed to take care of his family. Remember? Yeah. And you talked about that briefly. This is a man who left all Japan because he said he needed to take care of his family, which means he, he's – what he was saying was I'm not making any money. That's what that means when you say you need to take care of your family. And did you see the only, the, the only booking that he has taken since he left all Japan? Did you see Rich or no? I don't think I did. No, I don't know if I did. It's some dingy, you know, FMW reboot booking. Oh, he's in that one, like the revival FMW revival. The booking he's gotten since he's been a freelancer. But think about it. That's a better option than staying in all Japan. Think about that. That's how dire of a situation that where that is a better option. Right. That tells you where all the Suwama is willingly taking, you know, Big Japan. You know, he's going to Big Japan and doing a lot of shots there. These men are, are well. yeah, literally yeah. starving because they can't support themselves there. That company is going to die. They, they, unless some money mark comes in and we have the fifth or sixth incarnation of All Japan with new owners again. Right. Because this isn't even the other All Japan either. And people need to understand that as well. It's, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's sort of a new – it's kind of its new company. It's got the name, it's got the likenesses, but it, it, by, by all intents and purposes, it's a new company. It's a, it's a new different company, company. that that Junakiyama started and just brought the titles and the trademarks along with him. Right. So, you, you know, at, at one respect, people go, oh, my God, no, it's a legacy. Prom-. It, it's really not. I mean, it's, it's a legacy logo and a legacy title, but That's the promotion it. itself is just, it's I mean, not it's the not the same. It's like, right. it's like when the Washington Senators became the Minnesota Twins and then there was a new Washington Senators it's not the same franchise. Right. That Washington Senators became the Texas Rangers. You know what I mean? It's like this. Yeah, it's all Japan, but it's not the same company. It's it's right. So you you sort of I I know it's kind of hard for some people, and people have you know very you know strong memories of all Japan, and rightfully so. I mean that was the company for for so long or whatever. But you kind of got to understand this isn't just it, it's not the same legacy. It, it, Kings Road, you know, it's legacy Kings and Road name and only. Noah, yeah. right? That ended the the, the day of that exodus. The All Japan legacy realistically went to Noah with Masawa and everybody else. That's when that, the King's Road went to Noah. And King's Road is now dead because you don't see any – it's like the King's Road history and tradition is not Noah anymore. That's gone too. There's nobody left. Ironically, they're working more of that style in All Japan. But it's, it's, it's not the same. It's a different company anyway. But I'm saying they're, they're not going to make it through 2016. There's not. So maybe that's what you know. And and if they do, they're they're a vanity promotion at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know they're running you know five three shows a month or whatever whatever it is. I mean that right. that January schedule is downright pathetic. So I mean that that they're not even yeah. And that's why guys and that's why guys are are running away. I mean guys that were on contracts are going no. I'd rather take shots. You know and and, and in one respect maybe they they do book a lot of the same guys. They come in for little shots here and there, but it's not going to be it's not going to be a developed. You know, long-term story promotion because these guys are—I mean—they're taking bookings like mercenaries. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be something where they can guarantee that, let's say, a Suwama is going to be ready whenever they want because you know he might go in. Eh, you know what? I got a booking here instead. I can't, so, sorry. I, think, I can't even keep track of all the guys who've, who've quit. Oh, it, it's every day. There's Goshiyazaki, yeah. Akabono, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemura, Kotero Suzuki. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. These guys just—they don't. There's no one left. I mean, it's basically Akiyama and Amore, right? And, and, and Suwama. Um, well, so, no, Suwama's, I, I think, uh, well, he stepped down as like a director or whatever. He stepped to, out of to, his to, office to, position. Yeah, which. Uh, I mean, it's like. I tend to think that that's the ne- the next step is uh, I'm going over here now. But, but, you know, it's 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 I guess I think I think Aoki's still officially with the company. And of course, Akiyama, because he owns it. 
and you know the bodyguard Zeus. I mean, what are we talking here? <laughs> um, you know, Omori. You know, it's like yeah, I think Omori's still and, around as well. I mean, and they have a good they have a good junior division, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, it's not going to they, they have a good roster, yeah. but they just don't. It's do a great roster. Business. Yeah, and and they they're not running tours. They're no more of a full time promotion now than. Kaiyatai Dojo or or, right. or Tokyo Gurntai or any of these other companies that run a couple shows a month or one show a month or whatever, you know, and and so maybe Noah's waiting around to pick up those scraps. And do we really need Akubono starting another promotion? Do we need that? <laughs> I saw. That. Can we cut it out with the new promotions? Yes, a splinter promotion off of All Japan. Hooray! That's, did the world really need that? Akubono, please, please, just sign. Has he announced any signings for his uh, brand new promotion? I, yeah, he brought a couple guys with him, and it's like whatever happened to that. Remember that Kenta Kobashi promotion from a few years ago? Well, what was it? It was all purple. That's like that's not really a promotion. Yeah, what happened to it's, that? It's just him running shows now and then. That's not like. Oh. Have they even ran a show since that? I don't know. I, he's ran a couple, two or three, or something like that. Total. I think. Dream. Let's see what the old it's cage just, It's just one like of those things where he he runs a show like twice a year and brings in a bunch of freelancers and his buddies. It, I don't think it was ever meant to be like a promotion. Okay. I, so you know, I you know that was never meant to be like not even a monthly thing. That was just Kenta Kabashi gets bored now and then, and puts together a show. Um, because I mean, he's he's a figurehead with Noah at this point too. You know, presenting the title to people and whatnot. So, so I don't know. So I mean, I don't know if that's what they're waiting around for uh, to pick up all Japan scraps. Who knows? But you know, the disappointing thing is they didn't. They they had all they had a year to build people up, and they haven't built anybody. So, you know, the biggest chip in all Japan is Miyahara. I mean, if someone could get a hold of that guy, that's a guy who has potential to be a legitimate star in Japan. And he'll never be a, Japan, a star in all Japan. We, we've been saying that for a year. And people didn't listen to us. But all Japan just kept going further, further down. Miyahara is the guy you want to get your hands on. That's the guy. Oh, you want to run down this card here real quick? All right. So this is the... Uh, this is the Noah Destiny, Destiny show. Destiny show. Okay. You want me to run it down? Okay, yeah, so we got uh, Yoshinori Ogawa and Hitoshi Kamano against Yoshihiro Takiyama and Keito Kiyomiya. So that's the opener. Um, up the match. It's, you know, Takiyama's been, you know, he's a freelancer, but he's basically spent most of his time in Noah this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, Ogawa's always fun to watch. Kamano has some potential as a worker. I think he has no star potential. But he has potential as a worker. I'm with you there, yeah. And um, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He, he seems like he'll be a nice guy to have. And that's the problem with Noah has a lot of these guys that are that a lot of these guys on this undercard. We'll, we'll talk about are, are they're fine, but it's just like yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like none of them, like zero of them have star written over him. You know, other, other than Kitamiya, there's not a one guy that I think, and even Kitamiya, I, I I like him a lot, and I think he has star potential. But it's not like a oh my god, that guy's definitely a star of the future or whatever. It's just a guy that you know. Out of one of them that you got, if you have to pick, he'd be the one. But really, yeah, that that's their big issue as well. Is the their their young crop of guys? It's just who, you know, who is this next star on this roster? There's nobody, not even a not even a potential guy. Whereas you know, we talk about other promotions. You know, you at least have a few. You know, DDT has an entire promotion of guys. You know, uh, even Russell One has has a couple of guys that you just look at and go, "Oh my God!" You know, that, that, that's a guy who's got to. But yeah, well, the, the thing you know, they're the Jiro possibly, and and, and and we just talked about even all Japan with Miyahara, who's just yeah, oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. wasting away there, just wasting away. I mean, you know, but anyway, but no, it's just nobody. I mean, Kitamiya and and basically, I I don't well, know. Speaking <laughs> of Kitamiya, it's it's Mohamed Yone, Kitamiya, and Akatoshi Saito versus Quiet Storm. 
Gemba, Gemba Hiranyagi and Captain Noah. Now, oh, this a- match pisses me off because, look, I don't give a fuck about the other five guys in this match. I really don't. What about Captain like, Noah? Maybe he unmasked. Like, like Akatoshi Saito has had go away heat with me for like 15 years. Muhammad Yone has had a lot of good <laughs> has had a lot of good years as a pro wrestler, but he's just a guy, and he's been just a guy probably since whenever his last tag team championship run was a decade ago. He's just a guy. Right, yeah. I like him. I've liked him for a long time, but he's just a guy now. Okay, Quiet Storm, give me a break. Uh, Genba, Comedy Junior, fine, but he, you know, and Captain Noah. Why is Kitamiya in this match? I don't know. Yeah, that's why. This is unexcusable because this is the guy they should have been building. Because, yep. Okay, look, I'm a little higher on him than you are, I think. But I th- no, I, I like him a lot. I'm just saying, I, I don't know if he's like an automatic. Oh my god, this guy's a star. But at least, yeah, fucking try something. I think he could be. <laughs> and the, yeah. the fact of the matter is, on this roster, he's clearly the best option. We both. He stands out. He's certainly when you watch the shows, he your eyes light up when you see him. Your eyes don't light up when you see. You know Yone or or anybody really or else on this undercard. He 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 moves the needle a lot for a lot of people as well. You're not alone in that. There are a lot of people that think like you. you and I, and I agree. I agree as well. I think he has star potential. I don't know if he's a blow star, but yeah, you got to be doing more than throwing him in this match with these losers. And, I mean, and you had a year, and he's still in the same spot. Well, it was about six months ago where I think maybe we worked ourselves into a shoot, but didn't it feel like he was kind of had some momentum going or something going on? Maybe not. Maybe that was us talking about it. Was us hoping they would do something. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I remember you saying, "Shouldn't we do? (laughs) Should we do? Should we be criticizing them more for not doing anything?" I think it was six months ago, and yeah, well, here we are. You had a year, a year, and on a roster with nothing. Well, and the 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 other part too that, that, and we mentioned it the moment the Suzuki Gun thing started, and the moment you know you know Suzuki won the titles, they all won the titles. We said the perfect story. Is that little by little, you know, one title after another falls slowly but surely, and you can tell that story through wrestlers as well. Kitamiya can go one by one. So he could, he can, you know, challenge Suzuki. And Suzuki says, "No, you know, you got to start at the bottom. Who the hell are you, or whatever?" And then, you know, he beats Azuka. Then he beats, you know, Shelton Benjamin. Then he beats Tai. You know, what I mean, like you could. That that's the easy story to tell. And Suzuki is such a good stable for that as well because they have clear like ranks uh, of guys that you could just jump up every single rank one by one by one, building to when you face Suzuki. And no, with nobody, they did it with nobody this I'm year. I'm gonna tell you, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the one guy they've done a good job of in terms of building, and I mean, we'll get to it. I want to wait till okay. I get to his match. Okay. Now we're getting the business end of the card. I like the rest of the matches on this card for the most part. No, the, card, the card's great. The card's going to be really, really fun to watch. The, the first two matches, fine. I don't care if you have two throwaway prelims. My problem is it's a joke. It's a joke that it, they had a year and this guy is – and this Kitamiya is still in these, in these prelim meaningless matches. It's a joke, an absolute joke. Okay? Right, and you're not saying he has to main event, but no. dear God, like, you, you, but, singles but, match, something. There's nothing yeah. going on with the guy. There's nothing going on with the guy and it's a joke. Okay, third match. Now, I, lo- I love this match. This is Kano versus Hajime O'Hara. These are tag team partners, and the winner of this is presumably getting the next junior title shot. So there's a lot going on here. It's a fun match. These guys have been tag team partners. They're, 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 uh, they're a good tag team, and, and they're going to go against each other here. And, you know, the winner is going to take on the winner of whoever wins a junior match later on. Look, yep. th- this is good stuff. I, you know, this, this is a match you you can sink your teeth into. And, uh, well, Howard and Kano, of course, have, have been teaming, 
you know, they're, they're on the roster now. These are guys who came in as freelancers at one point. I'm pretty sure they're both members of the NOAA roster now at this point. I'm pretty sure I read that a couple months ago. I don't think they're considered. I think you're right as well. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to find that out for I'm sure. But I'm almost positive, right. positive that they, they at this point they've just been absorbed. Yeah, I'm looking at O'Hara's cage match. He has not worked for another promotion this year. So well, I, I know they're not working anywhere else, but I, I know that they were still considered freelancers for a while. But I'm pretty sure they're both just. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd... they're considered roster members now, which which matters, and that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I can't find anything that says they're still freelance. So I think, I think they're fully on there. Yeah. So that's a big match, and um, I'm looking forward to that. Maybach against Goshiozaki again. This is Goshiozaki just marching through the roster, kind mm-hmm. of doing this ambiguous thing. He wins all of his matches. Um, if you want to pull that up real quick, let's go through the guys he's beaten in the. Yeah, let's matches. do that here real quick. And um, you know, so and and they're kind of just and hopefully we get some kind of storyline advancement on this show. Like I said, maybe Suzuki Gun is running wild on Marafuji and Shiozaki comes out and it's kind of going to be the which side is he on kind of deal and he cleans house and, and sides with Noah officially. And- <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, who did Go Shiozaki beat in his debut? With, uh, or re-debut? He beat Noah. Quiet Storm for sure. But he also, no, he beat somebody he before that. Beast, uh, Nakam- uh, Nakajima. Um, Kitamiya is a guy he beat because he beat Kitamiya. That was the first because one. Kitamiya is the guy who, when he came back, Kitamiya confronted him. They did it. They mm-hmm. did an angle where Kitamiya said, look, motherfucker, you're either with Noah or against Noah was basically the gist of it. So that's why he was his first opponent. And actually that's the only Shiozaki match that I've watched. I haven't even seen any. Of- that's the only one I think that's been on, uh, uh, or televised. The other ones are that just, could uh, explain why it's the only one that I've watched. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, quiet storm. Uh, Yone and then uh, Saito, and that's it. Those are his singles matches. Yep. Has he had any tags at all? Uh, those are all the ones I see. So, he's had so I don't know. I don't know. Cage match should be miss- it could be missing ones, but uh, that's a far. They, they're not going to be so. missing any. They're pretty good. In 2015. So he's had the four matches, four singles, and you can see it's all undercard guys, and that mm-hmm. continues here with Maybach. So he's just working his way through the undercard guys as the as we figure out storyline wise what's going to happen. So. Uh, you live with that match. It's okay to have a match like that. You know, no, that's fine. That works. It, it's, it's a, a good continuation story. of the story. Um, Takashi Segura versus uh, Takashi Azuka. Okay, look, I have no interest in that. Um, they did do a little bit of a build for this. Azuka hits Segura with the fucking iron fist or whatever uh, a couple months back or whatever on one of these shows in the tag match. But I mean, do you have any interest in that? I personally don't. no. I mean, I, and I love Segura too, but yeah, no, not really. That's kind of <laughs> just you know, look. It's got Azuka in it. Unless Azuka's in like a wild, insane brawl, I, I just can't possibly care. Here's, about here's the thing does. about that. This month is Marafuji's turn, so they did something to take up Segura's time. They gave mm-hmm. a little feud with Azuka. Shelton Benjamin versus Nakajima. Shelton Benjamin's the only guy in this roster they've elevated in this in the entire year. <laughs> they did. They've elevated the guy. Yeah. They, yeah. they brought him in, and he was just a, a he was a bottom rung Suzuki uh, Suzuki gun guy, and then he had the great the. The, the, the great change in attitude where he's like grumpy Shelton Benjamin. He had the great global league where he went undefeated and, 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 and didn't lose a match in the damn thing until the end of the tournament. And here's a guy they've elevated and they've had him beat Nakajima a few times. And obviously, I mean, I think Nakajima's winning this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But this is a match with a little juice now. You know, they had the good global league match and Benjamin has been has been elevated to some extent. And now they've gotten it to where beating Shelton Benjamin kind of means something. Did beating Shelton Benjamin mean a thing 
Oh, God, no. I mean, January. yeah, in, in February, if, if Nakajima beat Shelton Benjamin, we'd all shrug and go, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, so that, that's that's one success. There you go. There you go, Noah. You built Shelton Benjamin to be... You built 40-year-old Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> to be a, a, media, a pretty solid mid-carder guy on your uh, roster. Who's on the that's, heel side. Right. So you built a gatekeeper. Congratulations. You know, and they could have had him turn. I, I thought I remember mentioning that at the Global League that, that would have been pretty cool to have him maybe, you know, you know, and and they sort of hinted towards that in that Global League that the the time limit draw that they had, you know, that's a guy that you could have maybe gotten a, a, a title match out of. Maybe he breaks away from Suzuki Gun and goes, no, I'm pretty damn good. I mean, I don't know if you still get you know excited Benjamin anymore. I mean, you lose grumpy dickhead Benjamin, but I'm, I suppose you can get something out of there. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a guy that they probably could have maybe done something with. Maybe give him a, a face turn. Maybe, you know, get one or two title matches out of him. And they just kind of, you know, he, he lost their, they, they tied on that time limit draw. And then he just sort of went, oh, okay. That's normal. Sorry. And it, it's it's fine. But, you know, yeah, that that's a guy you could have done something with. And it's, he's there. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you're right. They build him up, but you probably could have done more. But. Again, another match with a story, though. Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting. No, so, you know, you know, presumably Nakajima wins that, and then do you finally do something with Nakajima? I don't know. Does Shiozaki kind of bump Nakajima in the pecking order? I think he does. I think he does. I think Shiozaki knocks everybody down a peg in the pecking order. Sure. Tag titles, junior tag titles. Uh, Daisuke Hirata and Atsushi Kotoge defend against Despi, El Desperado, and uh, Takamishinoku. Look, these have been some hot matches, these junior They've tag matches. They've been really matches. good, yeah. Okay, these have been some hot matches, and this has been the one title that Noah has been able to come back and secure, and you know, just to keep a glimmer of hope alive in the feud. And I expect this to be a good match too. I've enjoyed the uh, these junior tag. What do you think of this match? I mean, I've, I've been way into them as well. And Taichi and Taka, or uh, Desperado and Taka, rather. Well- Jumped ahead of myself with Taichi, but uh, Desperado and Taka, I've, I've been really enjoying their team. I think they're a really fun team. And then Harada and, and Katoge, like you said, they're great talents as well. And they've been, those, they've been hot matches. I mean, the crowd's been way into them. And the matches themselves have delivered uh, like each and every time, especially with, with either of these two teams, I think are, you know, one thing I could talk about, Noah, and, and you mentioned as well that, you know, big thing we were talking about, you know, Noah being more interesting this year. And I think a big reason to that is these junior tag titles. I mean, this is not you can't skip these matches. You just cannot. I mean, they're 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 just they're unskippable. They're they're solid enough that you just have to watch them. And this is one I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Um, I assume Harada and Katoge win, but you know, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that Desperado and Taka win. Harada's having a hell of a year. It was the October fourth match, I believe, uh, these same two teams, but with the t- titles on the other, you know, this is the right, right, right. Titles. October 4th, legitimate four-star plus match. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, uh, trust me, go out of your way to watch it. Yeah, and, and, and that's, yeah, I think you can't skip a lot of these. If you see these two teams uh, in a match this year or, 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 or in the future, you really can't skip them. And it, it might seem odd that I'm saying Eldest Prado and Taka uh, can't be skipped, but it, it's true. Look, they've, look, Taka, they've been a really good team. Taka's been a, good, a, been a very good worker for 15 yeah. years. Desperado is a guy where if you've been paying attention to Noah, he's made some strides this year. He's gotten really good. He's gotten really good this you know, year. We always talk about it, Rich. Sometimes we write these young wrestlers off too fast. These guys improve. These guys and girls improve. You know, he, give him a chance. And he has, he's a guy who's slowly gotten better. And I'll tell you, I wanted to finish my point about Harada. You know, the October tag title change. But don't forget, the 919 show, he had that hot match against Taichi for the singles mm-hmm. junior title, which was another four-star plus match. Just Harada has had a nice year. I love Harada. Yeah, I think he's really good. He's had a nice year, and not enough people are talking about it because he works for this, you know, shit dick company. But he's he's having a nice year, and this should be an excellent match. And I'm with you. I don't know who's going to win. Either team can win this. I mm-hmm. I think I, I you know personally the right team to win would be the Noah team. Though I think they should retain. Um, you know they Agreed. they shouldn't lose them back. 
you know, Taka and Despy had their run with these belts. And I think it's time for Noah to start getting some momentum back here. You know what I mean? So I, I think that they should. If, if it goes back to the Suzuki Gun team, then I think then we start to get some. Then I don't know. Then we start wondering about that main event. And then it becomes a little bit because now it's like, OK, well, no, you know, it's not the, the Noah momentum is, is definitely slowed. If Desperado and Taka if they just it went back, back it's going to take the wind yeah. out of it. You're just going to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like as. Because you're almost like, oh, God, it's going to be another six months of these the, the Suzuki Gun just dominating the titles. Because that's what's going to happen. I mean, they, it's not like then, you know, KES is going to lose and then Suzuki's going to lose. But then somehow, you know, Desperado and Taco will still have the titles. Like, the, 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 they'll, they, this is not the last domino to fall, these junior tag titles. This is the first domino to fall. So, and it has. So, hopefully, it just stays down and, and doesn't get picked back up by Suzuki Gun. But we'll see. Taichi, who, in my opinion, is having the best year of his career. I don't know where you stand on that. I, I'm I'm right with you. He's awesome. He's had some off, <laughs> and that's a guy. I mean, he was all, go he, away. He, he, oh, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. he has had years in his career where he was awful. Yes, like every year of the last few years. You know, I, I mean, look, you, maybe you're one of those guys who's just really low. I've never, you know, I I'm I'm not as low on him as a lot of people, but he's had some. To me, this is the best calendar year Taichi has ever had. I've enjoyed a lot of his stuff. This year. Yeah, I I, I hated him all. Every every pretty much I hated him almost a, a ton before uh, he he came back after I was in the, it was during that was it during the G one or uh, best of the super juniors where he came back after uh, his suspension and had just sort of this don't give a fuck attitude or whatever ever since then I kind of enjoyed him but uh, this year I, I think he's been spectacular yeah people that are skipping him or, or sort of you know writing him out or just kind of thinking it's the Taichi of old it, it's not it's different he's he's good he's he's honed in on the character he's really really gotten better and he's given more effort too i think that was always the problem with Taichi in new japan is i just you know you have that thing with doc gallows where you're like it looks like he's not, I, I always felt like Taichi just wasn't giving any effort in matches like especially like tag matches or, or, or multi-mans it was like that dude would get on the side uh, he would get on the corner and just he was just there you know, you know what i mean like did nothing. Not tags didn't seem like they were hot. He, when he got in, it wasn't doing. He just was there all the time and just didn't oh. feel like he was putting any effort in. He's putting effort in now. I mean, I feel like he feels like he's a part of something. Well, there you go. That's uh, the bigger. that's yeah. the thing I always talk about. You sometimes when you give these guys something to sink their teeth into and you make them feel like they're important, it's amazing the difference. It well, makes. yeah, because what the hell was Saichi doing before in New Japan? I mean, he was, he was in six man tags and would get two minutes to get in the ring and go do nothing, and he would do nothing. <laughs> he, he, and you make a good point. It's it, you know I think you nailed it. When he came back from that suspension, is kind of where you can pinpoint because then he started like the uh, lip syncing gimmick with the mic and doing like the sle- you know the, those creative sleazy cheating tactics. Remember that one show where he was like hiding behind the newspaper on the chair in the yeah, crowd right. and the tactic, <laughs> yeah. and he just kind of slid into the frame. I mean that was tremendous stuff. And it, it's ever since he came out. But again, you give these guys th- you know think about your own job. You know, you get the same mundane task to do every day for the last five years, and then your boss comes to you, hands you an exciting new project, which is has the potential to make a lot of money for your company. You're going to be juiced up. You're going to go, you're going to show up to work early every day instead of sneaking in five minutes late, right? Because you finally have something decent to do. You know, it's the same thing with these guys. They're human beings. They're motivated the same way. Yeah, they're not machines. Yeah, they're motivated exactly. the same way. So you know, he's doing the best work of his career. And if you haven't seen a Taichi match this year, I just gave you the one to watch: the nine nineteen match against Harada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's a great. That's a great sampler. Yeah. That that'll be a shock to people that maybe you don't want. Maybe you're just a New Japan fan and you know Taichi from New Japan, and that's all you've seen. Watch that match, and I think your eyes are gonna you know, just explode because you're just not gonna be able to handle uh, uh, how much of a progression this guy and how how different he looks compared to you, you know a year and a half ago or two years ago when you saw him. 
at the time I thought it was the wrong finish, but when Harada and Kotogi win the tag titles the next month, it all made sense. So yes. I gave him a break after that. Because at the time, though, I thought the way that match went, the, the, the crowd was dying for Harada to beat Taichi in that match. I thought it was the wrong finish. It's the only thing I didn't like about the match. But since they were going to win the tag titles and that was clearly the plan, I got no problem with it now. Anyway, and you like Ishimori, right? It, that's the thing. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Ishimori. It's just Taichi defending against Ishimori. I've loved Taiji Ishimori for his entire career. This is a guy who trained in the Dragon Gate system. He was part of the, uh, I think, the Dragon, the, 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 the short-lived Dragon Door promotion when all those splits took place. You know, about 10 years ago when Ultimo Dragon left and Shima took his guy. And then there were about, like, you know, three different derivatives of the Dragon Gate promotion. There was Dragon Door and Dragon Gate and Toriumon and all that. Well, Taiji... Ishimori kind of got caught up in the politics. He was part of that Dragon Door promotion that didn't last very long. And then he settled in with Noah. So, and um, he's a guy that I've always liked. And this is a fresh opponent, a fresh challenger for Taichi. Because I can't remember the last time these two guys had a singles match, if ever. I might be forgetting one. It's not yeah, let me there. see. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me look that up real quick because I'm kind of curious as well. I don't know if I've ever seen. This is a uh, fresh challenger. I mean, I think if you look at Taichi's ti- – let's look at all Taichi's title matches this year. Yeah. Right, Shit, man, we never talk here. about this promotion. Let's, let's dive great, in. Yeah. Let's dive in. Okay, uh, Taichi defended his title uh, against Ishimori on April 11th. April 11th. So a little, so we, a little more. We would have seen that. I think it was it was a show. So if we if we had watched it, we would have seen it. I, I don't I don't recall that one though. I did not but see it. yeah, I don't I don't remember. Uh, all right, let's get Taichi's title defenses here. Yeah, this is this is good. We're talking Noah for. A while. See when you don't talk Roman Reigns, how much you can do. All right, let's jump here. Okay, uh, comes in. This was number one contender. He beats Zack Sabre. Uh, then he defends the title, or he, he beats Katoge for the title. Right. That was in March. Right. Uh, first defense was against Ishimori. Uh, then he defends against Katoge. Then he defends against Harada. The one that, oh no, that was actually, that was June. Uh, June 13th against Harada. Uh, the first time, then he defends against Harada again uh, in September. And that's all. That's all it's been since then. So we haven't had a defense in September. Just odd. But the title <laughs> change was March. Uh, title change was yeah March fifteenth. That was the Great Voyage in Tokyo. That was uh, what was the main event of that one? Uh, oh, when Suzuki won the title, right? Duh. Yeah. Oh, that was the big one. That's when they all sort of won the title. Yeah, right, now, right, right. I remember that match now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember. I did. I don't think I watched that Taiji Ishimori title defense. So, the one in uh, April. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. I'm sure it aired. Yeah, I, I don't recall it either. I mean, I, yeah, I probably would. What was the main yeah, event of that show? Uh, let's see. It was Noah Ark. Yeah, I think Suzuki Marafuji, yeah. maybe. Uh, the main event. Yeah, I don't remember this card at all. It was Nakajima and Marafuji defeating Suzuki and Azuka. That was the main event. It was Ray versus Suzuki Gun? Yeah, is the the main I mean, event. This wasn't a big show. Where was it? It says TV show. Yeah, it says Samurai TV. But yeah, I don't recall seeing this at all. I don't remember any of these matches. I don't know. It's like this card. Zack Saber versus Harada uh, in the. Yeah, no, I don't remember any of these. Jack Gamble and John Webb versus uh, Katoge and Yone. Do you remember that? Oh, who could forget it? <laughs> Jack Gamble and John Webb. I mean, geez. I know. High level enterprise. Mm-hmm. Is that actually the name of their team? That's a great name. High level they enterprise. They haven't used them on the last few tours. I don't, I don't think they've used them in a long time. Yeah. All right. So, Taichi, I guess this is Ishimori's second shot. I think, yeah. I mean, to me, um, I think Taichi wins this. And then maybe loses to the winner of the Kano O'Hara match. But mm-hmm. would it shock me if Ishimori won? Absolutely not. 
Not at all, no. I mean, you could have a clean sweep here where Suzuki Gun just gets their ass, which is kind of what we predicted. You know, by the end of the year on Destiny, you know, they'd lose all their matches. So who knows? I mean, you know, to me, it's a coin flip. You know, if I had both eyes on Noah all this time, maybe I have a better feel for it. But I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I would, I think Taichi should face. See, it's kind of a weird dynamic against Kanoa, the Kanoa O'Hara winner, because they're kind of like heels. You know what I mean? Right. But they've right. kind of pledged their allegiance to the Noah side. It's kind of like all the Noah guys. Well, I think no matter what, who's ever fighting for Noah will eventually, you know, especially against Suzuki Gun, you sort of become a pseudo face, yeah. at least for that match. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It should be noted, though, on uh, I think it was the 1210 show. Uh, Suzuki and Taiichi beat Marufuji and Ishimori in like a tag match. So, you know, you have that little background there if you want to have, uh, you, you know, say that that that, you know, maybe shows that one of the other is going to win or whatever. You know, maybe, you know, you, you know, uh, Ishimori is going to get his revenge or whatever. I don't know. I, it wouldn't shock me if you won. I kind of think Taiichi wins again. And they sort of build a little bit more uh, towards Suzuki going all losing the titles. But, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all if that did happen. But like you said, yeah, I haven't been I've been following intensely to know 100 percent. Yeah. Definitely bet on Ishimura winning or definitely bet on, on Taichi winning. But that makes it fun for me. Uh, I'm going to be really interested in that match for sure. You know, I think Hajime O'Hara is a Toriyaman guy too, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see, and, yeah. And, and then he would just bounce around the sleazy indie. And he's a guy I've always liked, and he's he's a nice, he's one of my sleazy guys, and I'm glad he settled into Noah and gotten himself a full time gig finally. But if I'm not yeah, he was trained by uh, Ultimo Dragon. So yeah, that's what I thought, and I, and I think he spent a lot of time in Mexico, and and then bounced around kind of those um, you know the, the the indie sleaze scene of Japan for a while, and now like uh, Kano, I'm pretty sure he's a full time Noah guy now. So good for him. You know, good for both of those guys. Um, okay, so next match on the docket is the uh, tag team title match. Yeah, this one. I'm <laughs> like a rash. Maybe not irrationally. I'm definitely looking forward to this. Did you, one. This did you see sweet. the Big in USA victory over Killer Elite Squad? I did not. No, I have not seen that one yet. Okay, at least seek out the, okay. the, the, the gifs of the finish. Tremendous finish. Uh, Archer hits the. Uh, not Archer. Um, Chris Hero hits his, uh, you know, his elbow on David Boy Smith Jr. And then Cole Cabana just dives in literally from off the screen with that new pinning combination he has where he kind of just locks yeah, legs yeah. with the guy. And they got the big win to set up this match, of course. Big in USA, they're kind of the surrogates here for uh, TMDK, who, I mean, that would have been them in this spot, obviously. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, that was the setup early in the year, and then Hayes blew out his knee. Haste is still out. We don't, you know, they haven't booked Nichols at all since Haste got injured. Which is has he been doing anything? I haven't seen his name pop up anywhere. I'm pretty sure. Look, is he just taking the time off? No, well, this is what that tells me. The fact that they haven't booked Nichols, well, hint, hint, tells me that they they have a deal with NXT when when Haste is healthy. Because we heard when they tried out for NXT that they were the you know two of the stars of the camp, and were pretty much a lock to get a job. Haste blows out his knee, and then, you know, if, if, if NXT had turned him down or told him, look, we'll talk to you in a couple years, don't you think Noah would be booking Nichols this whole time? I mean, they haven't booked him at all. Yeah, so he, he stopped running. I, I wanted to look this up. He stopped running in uh, mid-September. Uh, he did a lot of stuff throughout the summer through, through August. He was still going. Then since September, he did uh, one Australian promotion. He was in a 30-man Royal Rumble. Uh, then he was in one of their title matches in a, a, a three-way dance uh, in November. And then in late November, he was in another Australian promotion. 
in like a tag match. So, I mean, it's all been multi-man matches. It's all been rumbles. It's all been, you know, so you can kind of assume that maybe he's not. What's his know. last Noah match? Uh, his last Noah match was the fifth. He teamed with Kitsumiya to face Ogawa and Zack Sabre. The fifth of what? Uh, September. It's been sub- since September. I, I, I thought I stayed. He wasn't in Global but... League. No, he yeah, wasn't he Global just... League. Yeah, so it looked like he finished out. He was kind of there. Um, finished out a tour is what it looks like because I'm trying to follow exactly when. Because when did um, when did his knee blow? It was something in like late June, right? Well, they wrestled each other. They had a singles match. Yeah. Um, it had to be at least the summer. I mean, yeah, Haste has been out a long time. Yeah, so so the, their match was in June 13th. So I think it was sometime after that. So it looks like he he read he he stayed through July and then a little bit of August. Or actually no, he stayed through all of July, all of August, and then early September bounced and hasn't come well, back. Well, Haste was working on the injured leg because he injured, right. Oh, that's right. He, You're right. He right, injured right. the leg in a Killer Elite Squad match, if I'm not mistaken. And then he was working on the injured leg, and that's the weird thing too. It's like okay, these guys get hurt, they have to work or they don't eat. So and then you kind of get the feeling that they know that they have a deal, and then he stopped working on the injury, and Noah stopped booking. Nick. And not only Nichols, right. they haven't booked any. Austra- Jonah Rock hasn't been booked. All this whole Australia crew, the TMDK crew, they haven't been booked. So I know. Yeah. Yeah, right. So something's up there. But anyway, big in USA kind of slid into that spot. I mean, as obviously the TMDK spot. Um, I don't see a title change here. Although, I, you know what? I guess it's not impossible, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, improbable is what I would call it. Not impossible, but I, I would call it improbable, I think. Unless, again, they just decide to change all the titles mm-hmm. and go all out with it. But I'm looking forward to it. Should be a fun match. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, and Hero's great. Look, it's I'm Chris a hero. hero. I mean, if it's Chris yeah. Hero match, you've got to be into it. And, and Archer and Smith are still as good. You know, again, if you're a New Japan fan, haven't watched Noah, maybe you're looking for a good time to jump in. I think it's a great show to jump in if you kind of want to see what's going on with Noah. But yeah, Archer and Smith are, are everybody as good as you remember them. If, if you enjoyed them, if you didn't, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. They're, they're just a fun team. They're just really, really, really fun to watch. So They understand how they should work. And they work exactly to the style that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a little while for Davey. I mean, there was some time where he didn't quite get it. He absolutely 100% gets it now, uh, being that big monster guy. And then Archer's always just so good at that. He does. And I think well. with Jeez. him, too, I think, you see, he's got other interests now with the MMA and the grappling and whatnot. And it's like, maybe he just doesn't have those dreams or delusions of being an enormous wrestling star anymore. And he just. And we've, we've heard that from people as well that have said that, you know, he's, he's a hard guy to motivate in wrestling. You know, he likes doing it. He enjoys it, but he's hard to really get, you know, to, you can't really light a fire under him. He's just kind of, you know, for him, it's a job right now. Yeah. You know, it's probably not, it's not his passion. It's a job. It's something that he happens to be good at, but doesn't really care to become the greatest. You, you know, those dreams have been dashed for a while. And then, and then hey, I don't blame a guy. And then there's the title okay. match. Then there's the main event. Yep. So, and we've talked about that at length. Suzuki Marafuji. Interesting what they'll do with that. Go to your head. Who, who wins this one? Gun to my head, I think, just based on the way that they've booked Shiozaki, I think that they're that Suzuki wins the match. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, Do you see something silly where Shiozaki joins Suzuki Gun? I think that would be completely lunatic. <laughs> if Shiozaki yeah. joins Suzuki Gun, they better have a real good fucking plan to get their way out of that one. Yeah, uh, I, 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 and I don't see that happening at all. I'm just, I'm just sort of mentioning it. People, people have brought that because yeah. they're being handed a, a decent option to change course here. Right, that came out of absolutely nowhere. You might as well take it. Yeah. Unless you know that your Junakiyama is, is showing up in a month. <laughs> but the thing is, all you know, they're teasing shit with New Japan. Junakiyama. Exactly. And all right, right, right. They're right. not teasing shit with Noah. 
And again, it's all the political issues that we talked about that would be an absolute train wreck of a mess to try to work your way through. Um, you know, it's uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, gun to my head, though, I think I think maybe just because I'm hoping for this and maybe because it's the way I would do it. I think Suzuki wins. I'm with you. I think that I think isn't it flat you know, if Marafuji at- wins? Absolutely. Oh, and I've said that from the beginning. I, I, I and I like Mirafuji. I think he's really good, and and I enjoy him. But you, you can't have him win. I, and I said that from the moment that Suzuki won. Is that if that's the story, if it's either Segura or Mirafuji, it's just flat. You've done nothing. You, you, you're in a circular pattern. You know, those guys were there. <laughs> you know, they were they. You know, they were your top guys before Suzuki came. And if they're just now your top guys again, it's what, what did you accomplish? You, know, you did this whole story, like you said, the build up. You, you you broke everything down and you built it back up to be about the same height it was before. It's like, oh, well, what, what's the point of that? Like, you just do nothing. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I I like Mary Fuji, but no, that would that would just would be that'll be a real downer. I'll tell you, business wise, obviously this company is a bitter failure this year. But yeah. ever since that nine nineteen show, I mean, I've I've really enjoyed the. I, I love that nine nineteen show. That'll be one of my top three shows of the year. That nine nineteen Noah show. I love that show. Um, one of my top three shows, easily for the year, it will be, and and I liked the Global League. There was nothing great in the Global League, but there was a lot of good in the Global League. And you know, in October they had the great uh, Junior Tag Title change, and now this show, you know, the last quarter of the year, or whatever, I've really been into the Noah. You know, business, yeah. Well, the, the mid side, the, the mid to the to the upper card of of Noah is fantastic. That's the it, it's but the that's juniors the are really thing. good. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing is that it's like, man, the, you talk about a roster, and you know we're kind of putting the roster down a little bit, but we're putting the roster down from the standpoint of, okay, who's who's your big time draw that's going to get thousands of fans to start buying tickets or whatever? You know, there's no one there for that. But in terms of like guys that can put on really good matches or, or, or interesting stories and all that sort of stuff, that mid card is filled with guys. The problem is that they're just all mid carders. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's not a slight. They're great, but it's just like, all right, well, you know, there's nothing else after that. And the stories you know, they're telling are not connecting with the ticket buying public. They just connect. They're right. connecting with me, though. I like what they're doing. Um, I like a lot of the different things that they've done and a lot of the things that they're doing. So, you know, it's two different things there. You know, it's always it always is. Right. The business and the entertainment side. So if you wanted an hour worth of Noah talk, you just got it. There you go. Yeah. To open the show. To open the show. Yeah, that's going to uh, – <laughs> I think I'm going to put in the show description that we talked about New Japan to kick it off and then people will uh, – You know, you're a trick. Let's talk about Bushi Road. We're going to talk about Bushi Road at the beginning. Then, then you know, I'm not lying. And you're not being deceptive. That's true. Right. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Rob McCarran here wishing you a happy and healthy end to 2015. Be sure to check out VoicesOfWrestling.com this week as we've got new episodes of Shake Them Ropes and the new Japan Procast up right now. Plus, the Cubs fan takes a look at the Lucha events happening in Mexico on Christmas Day. December is almost over, which means it's almost Match of the Year voting time. Find out what matches deserve a look by checking out our Match of the Month archives and discuss your top matches on the Voices of Wrestling forums. It may be too late to shop for Christmas, but it certainly isn't too late to shop for yourself. Spend that Christmas money and support Voices at the same time by using our Amazon and WWE Shop affiliate links when you make your purchases. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon, shop like normal at no extra cost, and you've helped out the website. If you're looking for brand new Kevin Owens shirts, visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash WWE Shop before you buy. These are great ways to help our website grow by doing the shopping you were already doing. It's that easy. Thanks to all of you for your support this year, and may 2016 be bigger and better for all of you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from all of us at VoicesOfWrestling.com. That's a good transition right into New Japan. There it is. Let's do that. Road to Tokyo Dome. You watch these shows? I watch them both today. 
I uh, I watched uh, I, I reviewed uh, the night uh, the the nineteenth uh, over the weekend, and then I watched eighteenth uh, today. So I caught up a little bit with that. Uh, what were your thoughts on these two shows? Because I really I really enjoyed both of them. I think there's like uh, uh, you know for Corican shows this year that that's this is something that we've been you know screaming to the high heavens is make these quirk and shows mean something make them fun make them interesting and these were great top to bottom i, I like both these shows a lot look this is what the quirk and shows could be and they used to be this is what the quirk and shows should be and this is what the quirk and shows used to be and you know through all the talk of repetitive never title matches and kushida Winning only to lose again and then go back into the chase role and all the talk of of, of the booking uh, uh, mishaps this year in New Japan. To me, uh, the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is how they've murdered the Quirk and Hall shows and have yep. made them completely meaningless and loaded with nothing but filler. And these two shows are and no title matches. No title I think matches is, is, ever. That's been the biggest thing for me. I mean, no singles matches and no title match. Like, like legitimately, look at how many singles matches happened in Corican that weren't in the G One. It, it's staggering how few there's been. Yeah, staggering how how little they've cared about that Corican sh- crowd, which is just insane. It's all what are you doing? shitty multi man tag matches. Yeah, all year long. And this is what Corican shows should be. They should be a combination of lesser title matches, uh, some interesting and fun singles matches, and and a little bit of... You're allowed to throw in a little filler on these shows. That's okay. Because if you're giving... And and hot main events. And hot main events where you're not really burning anything off, which both of these shows had. They had the elimination match, which I loved. I know you couldn't stand it because you can't... You wouldn't watch an elimination match. If they had... I like this elimination match a lot. If they had an elimination match in your living room, you'd shut the door and go in the bedroom. I know how you are. Would Juice Robinson still be in it? Okay, he would. Oh, well, maybe. Okay, because you hate these elimination matches. I know you. But you had... I'd listen listen through the door until Juice got eliminated. Then I'd probably go check it out. You'd have a long wait, my friend, because shockingly, (laughs) he was the first man out of this thing. I kept looking at my screen. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing in my rig still? Get out of here. So you had the elimination match on the first show, and then you had the hot tag match, the final match. Yeah, all that tag. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I love that tag. And it's like, what did they burn with those two main events? Nothing. Nothing. They were both entertaining, and and they both advanced storylines, right? And it's like, this is what Corican should be. A little bit of filler underneath. Some minor title matches, which they had one on each show, right? Uh, some interesting single matches. You had, you had finally had a payoff to Taguchi fucking with Nakamura well, all year. Yeah, and no, I thought this was I, – I think that's that's the biggest part I wanted to talk about is then the 18th show is – this is something that I've been screaming of that when I, when I first got into New Japan, you know, real hardcore – uh, you know, four or five, or about five years ago now, if that's when our podcast started, was was right around that time. Is one of the things I really loved about a lot of the New Japan spot shows that you would get the big stars versus you know some of the lower card guys, and they were like competitive, good matches or whatever. And they've really gotten away from that. Whereas I saw this one, and it was like, here you go. I mean, Nakamura faces Taguchi. That's not like you're not burning a big match there. I mean, Taguchi isn't something that you're going to build to any time or whatever. But you know, it's a little bit of a diversion for Nakamura. He goes and does that for a little bit, and then you pay it off in a big Kirkin show. And it, the crowd was into it. They really cared. And I thought the match itself was was a lot of fun. I mean, you knew Nakamura was going to win. It, it wasn't really in doubt, but there was there was some intrigue in there. It was kind of fun, and it was. It's like, oh my, you know, it's it's so it's just a shock now when you see this. It's like, oh, thank God, like. <laughs> Nakamura in a singles match, like singles matches in general. I just, I, I'm always going to love, 
you know, a lot more than just a random six man. And, and Nakamura in particular is a guy who always delivers in singles matches and, and rarely delivers in, in multi-man tags. So it was great. I mean, that to me was the biggest thing that stood out to me is that, yeah, you took the it's not a risk to have Nakamura face, you know, a, a, a lower card guy in a random match. I mean, it's not going to be a risk to have Okada as the champion defending against whoever. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's it's and that's the thing. I'm not saying blow Okada and Tanahashi on a random court. You know, you don't have to do that. But well, the Corkin shows should always have some level of storyline advancement or importance or something going on. They just haven't this year, no, and they but, should all be like these two shows were. Now, look, I know the year end Corkin shows always have a little juice, but it was really sad watching these, thinking about how bad the rest of the Corkin shows have been. Yeah, and, and they've had them. I mean, you could say that, and those have always been better. But I mean, you go back two years, and a lot of those Corkin shows were solid. They were really, really good, and. They they were deeper as well. This year, I mean, no bones about it, was a terrible year for Corkin show. And it's terrible. like when you have when you pepper it when you when you book them the way that these two shows were booked, where you have you know a few little title matches, a couple singles matches, some really hot main events. You know, you don't mind sitting through a filler six man. No, exactly, because you know you're getting something after that. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, and and you're paying more attention to those matches just because you're not pissed off because you know there's not four of them in a row because you know the next match is you know bushy challenging for dorada's title and you just got done watching you know uh you know nakamura and taguchi so you live with the the six-man filler that comes up after that and and then you know and and you don't mind and and, you know i I finished both these shows and they were both solid fun shows that left me with a smile on my face uh do you want to break these do we have to break down the shows shows oh go ahead sorry no, we could just we. Could you want to just go through highlights? The matches that mattered on each. Other. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine with me. Yeah, I don't think we need to break down like the Great Bash heel versus Tanaka and Kamada. But like uh, the World Junior Heavyweight Title match, uh, Tiger Mask well, yeah, champion. Well, we, well, yeah, well, well, quickly, Great Bash heel. What they did on both nights was they had warm up tag team matches for their. Yeah, exactly. So even from that perspective, those weren't even throwaway matches because you have the team challenging at the dome. First against the Young Lions, and then against, I think it was Yano and Sakuraba. And, you know, it, a match that you couldn't stand. Oh, you hated that, huh? We'll talk. Hated it. What, okay, so what would you hate about that? The Well, uh, Sakuraba doing his fake grapple shit for about 10 minutes straight was a, probably about enough for me to... Yeah. <laughs> what did you hate about it, Rich? Well, let's see. Makabe rolling on the ground with Sakuraba for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that. That's probably what I did. See, I thought it was just a... You hated it. You thought it was a dud. I thought it was dud. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. That's uh, you hated that match, man. You hated that match. But anyway, yeah. I mean, a I don't I I don't remember Yoshihashi ever getting in the ring like ever at any point. And it's like it's really hard to make a crowd not care about a match with Hanma in it. But man, did they not care about that match? What's Sakuraba rolling on the ground and faking like he's got guys and you know these leg hooks? It's just nothing. It's just when it was over, I just could not wait for it to be over. Felt like it just never ended. So yes, I hated that one, but. Skipping ahead. Don't, don't skipping. get me wrong, Rich. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't think I hated it as much as you hated yeah. it. So yeah, that was the deal with Great Bash Heel on these two shows. And the other thing that I noticed that I just wanted to bring up quickly, I think it's very conspicuous that even in the World Tag League Tour, uh, world, from what I saw in the World Tag League Tour, from what I saw in these two shows, Satoshi Kojima keeps beating people and he keeps scoring the fall in these <laughs> tag team matches that he's in, whether they're six-mans, eight-mans, uh, matches with Tenzon. And I don't think... I, I think that's going somewhere. I don't, because he wins these matches with the Lariat, right? 
and then the camera focuses on him and they're zooming in on his face. I oh yeah, no, he was that, a, yeah, yeah. He's winning I think the he's winning that sure. I think Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I think and I th- then I think it's going to be one of those situations where we all turn around and say, "Oh, well that explains why he's been scoring the falls in all of these meaningless tag matches because they they, they were planning on having him win the Rambo." So it just feels that way to me. Um because a lot of times uh Tenzon is the guy who scores the fall for that team. And it hasn't right, right. been that way. It's been Kojima a lot. I mean, both nights of this of these two shows, I believe he, he scored the fall. So mm-hmm. I think no, I'm totally down with an Okada uh, Kojima random t- uh, title match somewhere down the line. I think that's the one we all want to see. I think we on all a new beginning in wherever. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. Like in Sendai or something. Yeah, um, I, I think I could do that. Because look at look at it this way: they can do. We're gonna a little, but let's say AJ beats Nakamura, right? You could do on the bigger New Beginning show, and you could have Okada versus Kojima and Sendai, right? That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it's because Nakamura-AJ rematch is going to be the bigger match, right? So you'd want to put it in the bigger... But I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. But that's definitely... What's going on in the background there? Who, who are, we, are we chasing the snake still, or what uh, is that? They're upstairs barking at something now. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but they're not downstairs. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not real concerned with it, because at least they're the upstairs. How can they be barking now, at right? upstairs? Well, I'm surprised you can hear hurt. that. Yeah, it's it's subtle. It's mostly because my dogs keep looking at me. See, my dogs can always hear when your dogs bark. They hear. I don't know how they. I mean, I we're in headphones. I mean, I guess they're dogs, and I shouldn't be really surprised about their their hearing ability. But I'm always shocked. Like it, it, I'm wearing headphones. I'm wearing like earbud headphones. And if your dogs bark, they, my dogs all look at me and start looking at the door. Like there's dogs out there, and I'm like, eh, no. see, that's that's weird because I you know it's I might have left a window open up there. And they might be hearing some commotion outside and reacting to it. But it's not my dog. It's the stupid dog I'm watching, Rich. That's the one. Yeah, that's, I can tell it's a terrier, that's a terrier bark. That's how I know it's not yours. That's a, oh, yeah, you got a Boston, but. That's the one howling up there. It's not my yeah. dog. But the chihuahua's right next to me, like, make this idiot Shivering. <laughs> Shivering. Annoyed. Please make this idiot shut up. And the other one's just upstairs barking at I don't know what. All right, so let's get to the meat of these two cards. What do we- let's talk, yeah. All right, so let's start with the 18th here. Uh, meat of the show, obviously, big, 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 big singles match here. Tiger Mask defending his the coveted NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Jushin Thunder Liger. He retained uh, Liger. I think the big story here, which was awesome, is he came out with a Battle Liger um, costume. And I think he used it for his MMA fight and, uh, and a few other wrestling matches before that. The biggest thing with me that I was shocked is, holy shit, the guy's still in pretty goddamn good shape for being 51. You know that? Yeah, he's clearly been visiting Dr. Like Zahorian. No yeah, that's that was you kind of get lost under that because I always think he's just kind of like a gigantic fat ass underneath his, his little Power Ranger suit. You know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. Like, I get it. You, you know, Jushin, you've done a lot. You've been a like, consistently great worker since like the late 80s. You, you know, you can you can eat some donuts and eat whatever. And then he, he takes that thing off. and like, Oh, my God. Like, guys looks gigantic. Yeah, that was um, he's been taking his vitamins for sure. Yeah, those uh, Flintstone vitamins are, are paying off for uh, Mr. Liger there. But that was yeah, he was huge. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. And a good match. I like this better than the match they had earlier in the year when Liger was champion. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no doubt. Yeah. That was – what was that? That was in February or April. I forgot exactly what. Like yeah. Oh, this this blew that away. Yeah. So – and it was kind of – Tiger Max has been pretty good this year. If you really look at the last half of his year, a really good year. I agree. I mean he had that nice little thing where he was beating up the young lions. He was grumpy Tiger Mask, which, which I thought was a lot of fun. And again, you know, it, it's the point we made a half hour do, yeah. ago. These guys get motivated when you give them something to do. It's like, you know, when has Tiger Mask, you know, 
in recent years, when else has he been good? In Noah, when him and Liger were junior tag champs, right, is when he's been okay. Look, he's never great, but it's like when you give these guys some motivation, you know, they're more apt to perform well. So it's the same theory, and this was a fun match. And uh, Tiger Mask retains. Were you surprised? I was very surprised by that. Um, yeah, I, I just really thought Liger was going to get the title back. I think the interesting thing, though, and I guess we'll, we'll get to this here in a little bit, is where does this title go from here? Is it, you know, especially with the NWA, uh, <laughs> the New Japan relationship, and where it goes? I, I don't know. I, it was kind of interesting to me. I I, uh, I was shocked that he won, and then my next question was, okay, you know, what, what's next for this title or Tiger Mask and this title? Well, you know, what, there's two ways this can go. First of all, the other two NWA titles are long gone from New Japan. Yeah. Back in the United States. I dare – there's thousands of people who listen to this every week, right? I would wager that less than that less than three could name the current NWA World Tag Team Champions. Rich, can you name – I cannot. No. Oh, well, give me a sec here. Let's think. The current NWA World Tag Team Champions because it's not Killer Elite Squad. Yeah, do you, do you have a hint of a region, or am I just going to have to go blind? I don't even here? know if you've ever heard of these men. Oh, that's not good. Then look it up. So right. and they see. won it on NWA World Tag Team Champions. Yes, and they, I believe it was an NWA Smoky Mountain show where they won the titles. Okay. Whichever, whichever territory like Ricky Morton and Chase Owens and Jason Kincaid work for it was that one. Okay, um, I think. Yeah, that's that's smoky. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the the point here being, as you look that up. The, Ooh, I don't know who those. Guys oh, you, are. you found it. Okay, I don't know who the guys before that were either. Oh, they, it changed again. I don't even know who the champs are then. <laughs> you don't know. Who the so champs. the team that beat Killer Elite Squad, which was the Heat Seekers, yes, Sigmund and Elliot Russell. Yeah, uh-huh. they then and lost. Lovely titles. Dyersburg, Tennessee. They were on Mid South, NWA Mid South. Okay, and then who they lose them to? Uh, they lost them to the Iron Empire. Do you know who's in the Iron Empire? Uh, is that a Conway team? Conway and it is a Conway and, and uh, um, well, it's not the Iron Gods with Jack Dane. No. Jack Stane. So I don't know who Conway's new partner is. Who is uh, Matt Riviera? Ugh, Matt Riviera is so bad. But the team name makes sense because Matt Riviera, of course, is part of the Empire. So the Iron Empire, I guess. That's like the old WWE thing. Uh, where, right. Uh, it's just slap two of these guys, you know, names or uh, you know, it's slap two of these the likenesses or a nickname or whatever. Just slap them together, and there you go. Did the, heat, did the heat Seekers have any successful title defenses after um, beating the Killer Elite Squad? Oh God! I and did both up. of those title changes take place in NWA Mid? They were both in NWA Mid South. Yeah, let's find out about the uh, the Heat Seekers, Sigmund and Elliot Russell. I don't think if you if you let me on the line, all I don't think I've heard of either of those guys. To be honest, I, yeah, I told you I, that's what I told. I told you, you there were guys you never heard of, right? I told you. Yeah. What is who? Oh, Sigmund looks also known as CM Sigmund. No, that's that's good. <laughs> that usually bodes well. All right, let's find out about these world. Tag team titles. Let's see how many defenses the Heat Seekers had. All right. Um, oh, they had one successful defense against uh, Sean Schultz and Toby Farley at NWA Smoky Mountain Thanksgiving Thunder. Were you there, Kingsport, Tennessee? I, uh, I didn't make it to that one. Okay. Ah, damn. But I'll tell you, I know, I, I, I know we're having fun with this. NWA Smoky Mountain does a decent job with their shows. They they sure. they have some. They've had. They've done some good stuff. That's where Ricky Morton spends most of his time, and that old fucker can still go. Um, and, and you know he had that feud with Chase Owens and everything a couple years ago. But um, so yeah. Anyway, the point here being 
And Jack Steen, of course, is still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Or maybe he's not, since I clearly have no clue what's going on with the tag team. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should look that up. Yeah, maybe but, uh, I should, uh... No, I'm almost certain he is. But um, the, the... Is Matt Riviera, is that like a joke? What I've never seen. Oh, Matt character. Riviera? Can... No, that's the that's yeah. the Empire. Yeah, that's they were they were part of that. Um... He looks awful. Oh, he, I've never he's seen awful. Him. He wrestles. He looks horrendous. He wrestles yeah. down here a lot too. Um, the, he looks like an insurance salesman that just happens to the, like the a, former. He works at like a clothing goods store and just kind of you know. All right. The former NWA Houston, which is now Lone Star Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. They book the Empire a lot. Okay. They're from Arkansas. Remember that Arkansas promotion that had that millionaire that owned it that was that recently closed up shop. They had they had a TV deal too. Lance Wait worked for that promotion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forget the name. It's it's slipping my mind right now. They don't run anymore. Um, but, Jack Stan is still your champion, by the way. In case you're yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of successful defenses as well. Oh yeah, he defends it all the time in Texas and. Um, Tennessee. He's been doing a lot of work in Tennessee for uh, yeah. Well, because a lot of the NWA, yeah. yeah, a lot of those promotions are based there. Those NWA promotions, but um, yeah, the, the, those Empire. I, I, that whole stable just does nothing for me. Uh, Matt Riviera and uh, forget the other guy's name. His, his uh, Steve Anthony works with those guys a lot. Um, they just they don't do it. No, that's why I don't like them. <laughs> but the, the the point here is those two titles now, which were undercard staples in New Japan. Um, clearly are no longer the case. I mean, the tag team titles are based in Tennessee now and the world title. Uh, and they're not coming back. It belongs to Jack Stane. And I can tell you now that, I, you know, it, it was known for a long time that that title was going to end up on Jack Stane. And, um, you know, it, it, and, I, and I found out he was going to beat Tenzon way before he beat Tenzon. I think I hinted at it on this show, as a matter of fact. I basically told people, hey, Tenzon's not coming back from the U.S. with that title. Um but so my point here is with the junior title that Tiger Mask has, this can go one of two ways. If someone in the United States decides that they want to purchase an NWA junior title run, um, the title will come back to the United States. Um, or it could be one of those deals where – and listen, I'm not accusing anybody of, of purchasing NWA title runs. That's not what I'm doing. You can, you can, well, I'm not accusing anyone of that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm not accusing anyone outright. So don't start rumors that I said that so and so, that the Heat Seekers purchased an NWA tag team title run, or that, uh, you know, uh, people who I'm not going to name purchased NWA world title run. I did not say that. I'm just saying if that were to be the case, and I'm not saying that. Nobody per- ever purchased an NWA junior title run. That may have happened. It may not have happened. Look, man, I don't know. I'm not in the room when these things take place. But if you're picking up what I'm laying down here, don't start attaching names to what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that kind of thing might happen. It might not happen. I don't know. So if somebody wants to buy an NWA junior uh, title run again or for the first time, um, <laughs> it, it, that title may end up back in the United States. Or it could be one of those situations where – the title just stays in Japan and never comes back to the United States because we've seen that happen with titles before where American-based titles end up on somebody in Japan because the the American promoter thinks it's going to add prestige to the title. And then the Japanese promotion or the guy who holds the title just decides, fuck it, I'm keeping the thing and we're never sending it back to the United States. <laughs> so it could go either way. 
Yeah, I, I think more of the I'm keeping this thing and it just everybody kind of forgets that it even exists and maybe NWA just vacates it because he didn't defend it in X amount. Of, you, you know, the old, oh, you haven't defended it in 30 days because, I mean, they're not bringing anybody over anymore, right? Well, here's the thing. The other part of it could be that uh, Bruce Tharp and, and the people running the NWA, they might figure, all right, well, let New Japan hold on to this title for a while because then we still have that connection and we still might yeah, get booked. Yeah. And, and so you never know. But it, it really, it really could go either way. But um, you know, it, it's it, there's just so many political things. If you know, if for people who know what's going on with the NWA women's title, that whole thing has been political. <laughs> and um, you know, remember now, that like one year when the NWA wasn't a complete shit show? That was fun. Yeah, and so I, that and, good old days, the good old days of last year and kind of the year before that. And, uh, Amber O'Neill short lived beats Santana <laughs> Garrett, who's kind of her like protege and. There's a lot of people who think that maybe putting that title on Amber O'Neill, well, that was planned out for a very long time. Um, but it, it, the reason that it was planned that way is because, again, she has connections to New Japan through her husband. So there could be there's speculation out there, and this isn't coming from me. Once again, this is not coming from me, but there is speculation out there that you know maybe the idea is if we put some of these titles on New Japan wrestlers or people associated with New Japan, it helps keep that association uh, breathing. But, um, you know... I, I, to answer your question, Rich, it's a very desperate. The long uh, answer: I have no idea if that title is going to come back to the states like the oh, other two did. But the other two, NWA man, that's it's you know look, the, the, like like getting somebody pregnant so that they don't like break up with you. You know what I mean? I like just, that's really it's. Yes, oh, and, and I, I will just say this, and it kind of ties okay. into what I was rambling about. And then we'll move on. All I can say is this: when Chris Ronquillo was part of the NWA, he's the NWA. He's the Lone Star promoter formerly NWA Houston, which we just talked about. When he was involved and he was a partner of Bruce Tharp, nobody was buying title reigns. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I, I guess this was somewhat important for, for the, I mean, the match itself, maybe not important, but I think there was some, some good stuff in here. Uh, it was the Ingobernables, uh, Bushi, Evil, and uh, Naito defeating Captain New Japan, Goto, and Dorada. I thought that was a very interesting match, very deep. Uh, it, you know, it only went about 11 minutes or so, but there was a lot that happened in it. Uh, of course, got the characters over Bushi in, in, in general. Now, he's all caps now, by the way, in case anybody's curious. He is all caps, Bushi. Uh, you know, he, I think, had some nice momentum in, in this match, and it built up to, you know, he would eventually have a title match the next night uh, against Dorada, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, you had some other stuff, too, with Naito and Goto messing around. New Japan was kind of there. Uh, Captain New Japan was there to kind of be fodder as well. But I thought that was a really interesting match in general and just did a lot to kind of get everybody, including Ingobernables, over who are just they're, – they're, you know, I was wondering if the act, you know, the act would get a little bit tiresome or whatever, and it hasn't at all. The crowd is still into it. Those guys are super into it. Bushi in particular seems to be really embracing it. Uh, I, I loved it, and it, I, I thought it was great. Three things about this. Number one, like you said – it it set up Bushi and Dorada for the next night, mm-hmm. and it created because then he unmasked him and stuff, and that 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 led, yeah. that led into the nineteenth as well. A little bit of a, of you know who's you know Bushi trying to unmask Dorada the entire time to fuck with him. So right, just like the world fun stuff. World Tag League final where he unmasked him and stole his belt. So they put right. more heat on that match for the next night. The second thing is evil. I think on both of these shows scored pins with the STO or whatever you call that move. Yes, yeah, it's uh, he calls it evil. 
Well, is the name of his STO. It's very okay. not confusing of evil. So, That's according to Wikipedia. I have no idea where they get that from, but it says evil on Wikipedia. So. You know, we could change the name of that the same way we changed the name of the Loose Explosion. That's true. But that, really no, is it still – somebody changed it back though, didn't they? Uh, but listen, everyone knows it's called the Loose Explosion. We look, That's been established. But um, I think after a slow start uh, for evil – you know, kayfabe-wise, they've begun to give him strong wins. He's winning the matches for his team. Um, oh, it's back to being loose explosion. I told you. Nice. I told you. Right. It was gone for a little while there. Listen, Rich, we're, we're big time in the podcast business. Okay? Uh, uh, this can, is an yeah. influential show. Okay. We did you hear that big mic chat during Final Battle? No, I did not. Oh, blood boiling, sir. Oh, did you watch? You haven't watched Final Battle yet? I haven't watched Final Battle. Oh, yeah. Okay. We gave two thousand strong chanting, "Big Mike, big Mike, Rich. big Mike." <laughs> Listen, we gave that man his nickname. And I kept checking my bank account, and it wasn't going up each time they were saying it, so I don't know what's going on. I was, I was there live looking at it, and then nothing changed. The bank account just stayed, so that was kind of interesting. You know, we gave that man his nickname. <laughs> we, we've, we've named Yoshihashi's finisher. It's now the loose explosion. This is an influential show, Rich. It really is. We're, 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 game, we're movers. We're pushers. We're, you know, yeah, we- copy. That's all over the place. We're, we're, we're influential. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't know if all over the place. I think one <laughs> So, <laughs> you all right, let's not talk about particularly it. one person. I, 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 yeah, 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 okay, all right, yeah, just yeah, you'll probably edit all that off. But so, and the third oh, thing, hell, you think I'm gonna go back and edit that? Hell, and the no. third, hey, listen, you're a sneaky editor. I listen to these shows back, okay, pal? Okay? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and the and the third point in this match here is Goto is turning at Wrestle Kingdom, right? I mean, that's you think? I don't know. I didn't get it as as. There was subtle stuff with him. I, I don't know if I get it as strong as you did. but Oh, we'll I don't see. think they're hinting it at all. I just think, okay, look at it from this point perspective. What else does Goto have to do? I mean, he's done everything he could do. He's clearly just an upper mid-card guy. Wouldn't it make sense for him to kind of turn and join the little – and, and, and kind of give him a little juice? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's turning at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't even know what I'm basing that on. And I guess there's four things about this trio. I'll give you a fourth thing too. I loved the interactions between Naito and Komatsu. Yes. Oh. Oh. Great. And that, that built up even in the nineteenth as well. But it was it was more evident here as well. And yeah, if if people don't know, I, I mentioned a little bit in my review of the show on the nineteenth. They have an out and out said that Kamatsu is a part of Los Ingobernables, but that he's you know ungovernable. Is I think that's what the description was that Kamatsu hasn't joined it, but he's become hard to manage or whatever is sort of the quote as well. And there was subtle stuff as well in the 19th. They sort of looked at one another. There was a point where Naito wanted to turn around and deck whoever was going to come into the ring to, to help uh, Dorada. And then he looked and it was Kamatsu and he kind of said, okay, go away, you know, kid, get out of here yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I'm going to kick ass, go, you know, hit the road. How, you know, how, how, about when, uh, how about when he made his ring entrance and Jay White was holding open the ropes and he said, no, 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 I want him. And, he yeah, exactly. and then Kamatsu held the ropes open and Naito kind of just, he like touched him on the chest, like good. Yeah, it's it's very subtle stuff. It's cool. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's it's depth to a character. You know, it's not just one day he turns around, and Kamatsu just grabs a chair and hits you know Jay White. And now I'm a part of it or whatever. They're they're building up a little bit, yeah. which is cool. And that's you know I I think by all intents and purposes Kamatsu is CML uh, CMLL bound. I think we can kind of assume that. Well, he's correct. flat out said that's where he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's where he's going to go as well. I mean, it makes sense. And and now with this sort of interaction going on here. It, to me, yeah, it's pretty obvious that that's where he's he's going. So it's pretty cool. We'll see where where it goes. Uh, if it leads to anything, it could be you know he could be Mexico bound you know after Wrestle Kingdom. Who knows? Uh, singles match, of course. We talked about Nakamura Taguchi. Anything uh, in particular you want to talk about? I talked a little bit about it at the top of the show, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything I big just, that stood I, out to you? I just thought it was cool that they paid off the fact that Taguchi's been taunting Nakamura for all these months, and I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that they paid it off with a match. I like that kind of stuff. 
I mean, yeah. it rewards you if you watched all these all these shows, the good ones, the dry ones, the, the ones that meant nothing, the ones that were important, and you saw Taguchi copying his mannerisms and fucking with him all the time. And, and the slow <laughs> degradation of Nakamura who started with, ah, who cares? Ah, I don't care. Ah, and then, like, I'm going to kill this. So, all right, yeah, like, I want this man. Yeah, <laughs> okay, fuck you. Enough of this yeah. guy. Yeah, so exactly. Which I actually like this. I think this is a good new gimmick for Taguchi. He should just one by one just, like, interact, like, like, like try to... Uh, Try to impersonate people and then just get his ass kicked eventually. So, I, I like that. Get him through the skin of people and, and annoy them. Because he's really terrible at everything else. So this is probably not bad. He was actually pretty good at this. So I was into it. For the first time in a long time, I was like, ah, Taguchi is a match. And I actually don't care it. So I was, looking, I was looking forward to his match, which is. Exactly. So that's that's a rarity. So I want him to start. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. Just every, every you know, three months, he just picks a random guy and starts being a dickwad to him. So yeah. I like that. And then the uh, eight-man elimination, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, any big things uh, that you want to talk about here? I think the finish in particular is something that we do need to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything else in the in the meat of it, but I, yeah, I really I think the book, I, thought the, really stood out. I thought the booking of the match was brilliant. I thought you get rid of Ishii and Shibata first, right off the bat. Yeah, they go over the top. And this was uh, with the elimination matches, in case you don't know, if you're watching that for the first time, you're like, what the hell? Like, I, I know it kind of I, I always forget because, like, I'll see like a guy go over the top rope and, and hang on the apron. and The fans are going nuts. I'm like, well, who cares? He's just going to the outside the ring. I forget that. Yeah, no, if you get if you go over the top and get eliminated or if you go over the top, you can be eliminated. So, so they were they were fighting on the apron after both going over the, the top. And then Yoshihashi just eliminated both of them. <laughs> yeah. He said, fuck it. I'm drop kicking both of these guys, even though one's on my team. Um, um, I'm taking Shibata out of this match, even if it means taking Ishii out, and he just drop kicked them both out of there. And then um, I think uh, Juice Robinson was next. Yoshihashi hit him with the loose explosion, and then um, I can't remember. I think Yoshihashi was next, and then it was yeah, because then it was two. Yeah, it was uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi took out um, uh, Yoshihashi with the high angle cloverleaf. Which he's been beating people with. No, that was, that was Gato, I think. Oh, that's he, he Gato. You're right. Yeah, he. he I think. Uh, I think how she went over the top rope, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I forgot how. I don't remember. Recall exactly how, but no, it was the uh, the Cloverleaf was was Gato. It was on Gato. Who? Who, who Gato was awesome. Was great <laughs> because, in the match. What was he shouting at Yoshihashi? He was like, "Get up, motherfucker!" <laughs> no, he was, like, here's what it was. I tell you really loudly, exactly and I was like, "What, was. what the hell?" I tell you exactly what it was. He was in there with Kushida. Oh, okay. And Kushida okay. tried to reverse the hold he was in, and Gato like reversed it back. And his exact words were, yeah, 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 no, no, I know you, motherfucker. <laughs> That's it, okay. Yeah. That was like, I was just listening in my headphones, and I just heard, ah, motherfucker. And I, I know like, you, I know like... you too well, motherfucker. Like, oh, okay, that's awesome. And then he that's was great. screaming at the ref, ask him. Ask him, referee. <laughs> ask him. Now, why he speaks English in his yeah, I was going to say, why are you doing that? But, I mean, that, that's one of the other reasons I love these shows with no commentary. Uh, because you, you hear this Gato banter. I mean, the guy's fantastic. And he's a tremendous wrestler. I mean, you know, he and he doesn't even do much. He's like, he's just, everything he does is impactful and means something. And he's just good. He's just really fucking good. He's in the ring. You can't take your eyes off him. So Tanahashi eliminates him with the high angle cloverleaf, which he's been beating people with on the last couple of tours, um, which I think is going to work into the Wrestle Kingdom match in some form or fashion. They might do a T-spot with it. I don't know if they've gotten it over that strong to where it's going to matter at Wrestle Kingdom, but I think that might be the idea. And then it was two-on-one with the two faces uh, in there with Okada. And Okada eliminated Tanahashi first with the -the over-the-top. He didn't pin him. Yeah, over-the-top. But it was an over-the-top elimination, and then he had Tanahashi cheering on Kushida, uh, who was uh, no match for Okada, of course. 
who gave him the uh, the Rainmaker and put him away. So I thought this was an excellent match. Yeah, close to four stars, maybe a notch below, like three and three quarters, somewhere in that mm-hmm. range. That's fair. I, put, I probably went three and a half with there, but, I'm but a, a, lot of, I'm a, bad a, a lot of fun. Just a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a ton of stuff there, and I think the the, the finish to me at the end um, really stood out because you know. You mentioned that it was it was Kushida and Okada, and, and Okada was obviously going to destroy Kushida and, and, and beat him here. But I thought what was good though is Okada was so cocky about it, and like the entire time that he's beating up Kushida, he's staring at Tanahashi. Yes, and then like hits the Rainmaker, looks at Tanahashi again, and goes to the pin. And it's sort of like a it's it's a dickwad kind of pin. He's got his like back on Kushida or whatever, and the entire time he's looking at Tanahashi, and Tanahashi just puts his head down. Yep. At one point, and it's just like, ah, uh, damn it. He intentionally like, positioned Kushida's body yeah. so he can pin him while while staring a hole through Tanahashi. Yeah, instead Tanahashi doesn't want to make eye contact too, and I thought that was cool too. He like looked at him and then sort of like put his head down of like, uh, I don't want to. Look it's it's like, how do you? How's that not get you jacked up? For yeah, it was it was awesome. That's yeah. great stuff. That's exciting stuff. Oh, these shows were so good. You know, we didn't even talk about the second one yet. Let's get into the second one here. So this was uh, the nineteenth. Um, again, like I mentioned, I'm, I was oh, in a bad mood when we started this show. Now there you go. You're good now. I'm well, the dogs are quiet too. I think it's helping. I'm into this now. One of your dogs might be dead, but <laughs> it's not I, I promise but... I didn't kill the dog. She's sleeping in the bed right next. Okay. All right. Good. The, the new one is sleeping the in the one, bed. She's finally fucking sleep. There you go. See? Yeah. You know, you wrestle for 25 minutes straight and you know, Barking. or 40. I got that was 45. Minutes. I think our entire Noah segment was just a, a, Still... a leash hitting the ground or a, a dog tag tapping on the, uh, the, the wood floor, but yeah, no, uh, the 19th, um, it's a show I reviewed or the 29th in Joe's world because Joe watches shows 10 days late. Um, you tweet that out for like 10 minutes and no and one noticed. No one noticed until brand like literally zero people were like, Oh yeah, that was a good match. That was a good show. And like, they were commenting on my comments. <laughs> like, but right, they, yeah. They, yeah. So I don't, which is surprising because usually anytime we make any sort of mistake, people uh, are, are quick to tell us how wrong. We oh, are and, and... wrestling fans are quick to point out the <laughs> minorest of errors. You don't say rich. <laughs> But uh, the 19th, I reviewed the show uh, over the weekend on the website. So you can check it out, voicethewrestling.com as well. Uh, top to bottom, I thought a really, really good show. I told people, man, don't don't skip this one. It's it's a, it's it, top to bottom. It, it, there was a lot of stuff here, a lot of really good stuff. Um, even the random tag matches, like you said, and, and I think that's the important part about this Corkin show is that we had you know some big time singles matches. Um, you know, one in particular, or actually just one singles match, but it, it had a lot of stakes. But every tag match w- was was really meaningful and really had. It really built to Wrestle Kingdom. I thought this was as good of a primer for Wrestle Kingdom as you're going to find. If you're just jumping in now, if you haven't watched in a few months, maybe you stopped after G1 because you were burned out. I think this show is the perfect, perfect way to say, okay, what's going on for Wrestle Kingdom? What do I have to watch? Who do I have to know? Who's fighting who? Who's doing all that? I thought this show 100% was a perfect way. Perfect preview, perfect quote-unquote go-home show to Wrestle Kingdom 10. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, I thought both of them collectively both serve that purpose, and I completely agree. Both of these shows were, were a lot of fun. All right, uh, as far as the meat and potatoes stuff, uh, the openers were, were, were just kind of there. Um, I think the big thing here, uh, in Gobernables, uh Evil and Naito versus Goto and Juice Robinson again, I thought that was uh, 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 real interesting. Uh, Evil and Naito, Evil in particular, you know, he gets the pinfall here. Just really starting to come into his own a little bit, and Naito's character work was fantastic. This was another one where I think like half the match he spent sitting in a chair 
uh, in like the second row because he just he he had so much confidence in Evil and he just didn't care. And Evil Evil held his own against Goto and Juice Robinson. Uh, and then anytime Goto would try to get in, you know, interfere or help out Juice, uh, Naito would come and you know hit him or knock him off the ring or whatever, so that Evil could just go back and attack Juice. So it, it, it was it was it was fun. And again, to reiterate the same point. Real good booking to give evil the pins in both of these matches. Yeah. Oh no, he was the star. He was the guy that they they clearly. I mean, of course, Bushi had a big part of that the 18th sure. one. But this one was all about. It was very little about Naito. This was evil on his own. You, you know, really standing out. I mean, he he worked almost exclusively this match. I mean, Naito was barely in the match. If if anything, to stop Goto from interfering or getting involved, and that that was it. It would have been. It would have been it very easy to just book Naito to score these falls. Exactly the right. Film. They didn't do and that. They didn't do that. They wanted to build because e- evil, like we said, got the rough start. He had the run in, fin- well, the walk in finish against Goto on whatever show that was, Power Struggle mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, uh, of course, whenever they you know lost in the tag league, it wasn't going to be Naito losing, right? So it's like you had to rehab him a little. And it was, it was. I thought it was good booking uh, having him score the falls here. Um, otherwise, on this card, of course, CMLL World Welterweight Championship, the very, very well publicized, very coveted. Did you read my review? How many times this title's been defended this year? Uh, that would be zero. Yeah, it would be zero, yes. Yeah. Even though Masquerade Dorado was here all year. What, <laughs> no, a, all what year. a waste of an ass. All year he was there. I, I, waste. I, I forgot that he was, because I knew he was like, I knew he was, you know, somewhat, ex- I thought he at least at one point went back to, he was here all year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fo- yeah, he signed. Like, I forget Rich, that. Rich, he's he there. signed like, a contract. What he, the fuck? He was Why a, did they do nothing? He was a New Japan contracted wrestler. He did nothing, and he had this title the whole year, and they didn't use it once. Not once. Not once. They could have had. They could have filled. Yeah. And this is a perfect example. Once they could have, <laughs> they could have filled these Corican shows with little CMLL welterweight title defense. They have a whole roster of juniors. They could have done this with. And they they did. They, they waited till fucking. The they haven't beat Show Tanaka. Would that really? Who cares? Beat Show Tanaka on some random so show. There we go. Juniors yeah, on the roster. Like, I mean, it, you right. know. It's it's you know, and they waited until Ujiro. December. But throw Ujiro in a match. I don't care. <laughs> like just, it's unbelievable. I forgot. Like I, I knew that he signed a contract, and I knew he was there. But it just like it, it, it struck me when I did that review, and I went, well, let me see how many times. And then it's just like, not once did he defend this title, and he had it the whole year. I think he had one non Super Junior singles match all year, and that mm-hmm. was the title match against Omega. I think he well oh, he, he might have beat, well, beat the young lions. Yeah. They were all young lions. I mean there there's not one yeah, it's it's this, um, and then the other title one, and then yeah, nothing else. It's young lions and the best of the super juniors. And that's all you and did with this guy in, and you had all then years. he was in six mans and eight mans where he would yep. basically tag in once, do the same two spots he did all year and tag out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rope walk, do a moonsault to the outside, and then bounce. And look great yeah. doing it, and then tag out, and you never see him again. What a waste of an asset. And whoever they yeah. bring in this year, because they're bringing in someone else, and we hear it might be the caveman, it's like, are they going to waste that asset too? I mean, it, just it, what a shame. But anyway, yeah. this match here. But Bushi won. Yeah, and it was good. It was a fun match. Good match. Um, not your typical flippy junior stuff either. Yeah, if you're looking for this to be like your oh my god, you know, blow away match of the month type thing, it, it wasn't really that. It was more to get Bushi over, but I, I thought it was solid. And it was worked the way it should have been worked based on the fact that this is kind of a grudge match at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bushi wasn't going to flip around and jump around like an idiot. He he very much slowed it down. He didn't want Dorado to fly. He did. He he was trying to keep him grounded for the most part, and that's that's fine. That that works for the character. It works for sort of his motivations and what you'd sort of assume. That he would want to do here. He doesn't want to get into a flip match with with, with Dorado because Dorado's going to kill him. He offered. There's nobody a higher flyer than Dorado. So yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah, and he offered the man a Los Ingobernables spot, and Dorado turned him down. So he beat him up and stole his mask and his belt. Yep. 
then he beat him up and stole his mask and his belt again the night before. And uh, then he won the belt. So yep. I would naturally assume that these two men will headline one of the Fantastic Mania shows. Dorada will win the title back and then go back to Mexico with it. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, from that perspective, they built a main event for Fantastic Mania. I like this little feud, and I'll tell you, I really like Bushi's. Uh, his his new persona, his new look. I thought he looked great in the all black. And this is a guy who they, again, you want to talk about doing nothing with Dorada for a year. They've done nothing with this guy for like three years. He jumped from all right. Japan. It had to be, had to be at least three years ago. That he, he was, of course, hurt this year, which, which uh, derailed some plans. But yeah. But it's not like they ever did with him anything with him before that. They, this guy's been on their roster. He was on loan from all Japan. And then he just flat out, he just decided not to go back because who the fuck would go back? And, you know, they've done nothing with him. I think the only meaningful singles match he ever had before this was losing, I believe, to Chase Owens, which was basically to build Chase Owens for Liger. Right. I think, if my timeline is correct. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up right and, now. And, and, that, and, and that, that's yeah. the only thing they've ever done with him that wasn't just a random undercard tag match. It's like, you know, they, get, they, they let this guy stretch his legs a little. They give him a little bit of a gimmick. And I think he's doing a great job with, with oh, Nato yeah, and Evil. Yeah. This is a nice little stable. Let's see here. Yeah, it was yeah, King of Pro Wrestling, uh, 2014, Owens defeated Bushi. Yeah. And that, that was uh, October. And, yeah, he's had uh, – yeah, basically other than that, I mean, singles matches, nothing really there at all. I mean, he had a, a Shotanaka, a Yohei Kamatsu ones at the end of uh, 2014. And, of course, was hurt and then didn't wrestle a match yeah. – or a singles match, rather, until this one. So, yeah, really has just done nothing. And forget the Young Lion matches. I mean, everybody gets those now and then. But he, he – 2012 was the year where he came over on loan. And then by 2013, he was New Japan, man. Yep. So he's had three years with this company, and he's had one what you would call "quote unquote" significant singles match to Chase Owens' match in three years. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, other than you know Super Juniors, which you know, I mean, so you know, finally I do something with this guy. So and and he's and he's and he's doing a uh, and he's doing a great job with it. So. Yeah, fantastic job. Uh, two, uh, the final two matches here, uh, uh, Nakamura and Yano, uh, defeating Cody Hall and Yujiro. That the big thing with here, and I, I mentioned in the review and I saw you tweeted out the same, you know, similar thing as me is that Cody Hall is a guy, you know, he's not quite there all the way, but the progression that he's made in this past year is fantastic. I mean, like, I, I think you put it on Twitter of go watch his first three matches this year and then go watch his last three. And it's going to be a stark stark contrast i thought this was the the, the one of the, f- the first times that i really was like okay this guy's really starting to figure this out he's really starting to get it uh you know you know he's not gonna blow you away he's not great but he's he's getting there i mean you could see the progress right in front of you not even close to a finished product but yeah i mean go watch his stuff from january and then watch his stuff from this december and you will see the gradual progressions that he's made um you know especially in the way that i think not just his work, because early in the year he was completely lost. He would tag into these matches and not know what to do. He had no idea how to do like a heel control period. He had no clue. And he would quickly tag back out because he didn't know what's going on. Now he's doing a better job with that. And also the way he's projecting his character has improved tremendously. I think that's been the bigger leap than even his work has been the way that he's been projecting himself mm-hmm. as a character. So he's definitely made some strides. I don't know how long he's going to stick around. I, you know, and here's the thing with him. 
if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's had a single singles match since he's come into the company. Because at first they didn't trust him to have any singles matches. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I'm trying to. I don't think he. Ha- I don't think he's had a not one single. Yeah, let's see. I I would be shocked if he did because I, I I can't remember any of them. Uh, nope, hundred percent tags. Nope. Looking at it now. Yeah. Nope. So you really want to? Shit, he hasn't had. A, yeah, he hasn't, no, not one. He hasn't had a single match a, all year. Not one single in any company. Yeah, because of course he's he's been here. He's been so yeah, no, nothing. Living in Japan, he hasn't worked anywhere else. Every, his last singles match was, you know, an indie match in 2014. No singles matches. So you want to see him in sort of a, and he doesn't have any scheduled either for, you know, the third. Uh, we don't know about the fifth yet. Obviously, he's in the Rambo. Um, so you know, you want to see him in a singles environment, but he's definitely made some improvements. All right, let's move on now to uh, any, anything else from that match. Or no, you're good. No, that was just Nakamura. Nakamura yeah. had his big match the night before. This yeah, he uh, Nakamura did uh, nothing. <laughs> he uh, he decided to take the night off. And and, that, well, that's... Cody Hall kind of fucked with him. Like Cody Hall does this thing when he works with Nakamura, where he puts his head on his chest and then taunts him. And um, but other than that, yeah, this was going to be Nakamura, Buma Yang Hall's head off and beating him. I mean, that's that's exactly. what this was going to be, and that's what it was. All right, and then we'll go to the main event, which I thought was really awesome. I, I gave it four stars. I think it's very legit four stars. Um, uh, Tanahashi and Shibata uh, defeating uh, Okada and Ishii. I thought, you know, some of the stuff I said, of course, this is building up to both their, you know, Wrestle Kingdom matches, so it was a really good primer for both. I think the thing that was most interesting for me, though, was that no matter what, with with every combo that they had of these guys, it worked, and there was something different, and it felt different. Every single guy, if it was Tanahashi and Ishii, if it was Shibata and Okada, if it was, you know, uh, Shibata, Ishii, and then Okada, Tan- every combination was like, okay, you know, it, it was. It felt like one of those, you know, people are going to get really pissed, but it felt like one of those old, you know, all Japan, big time all Japan tags where no matter who gets tagged in, it's like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, there wasn't one guy in here who was like, ah, I don't really care about seeing these two fight. It, it was every single guy. It meant something. It was, it was, it, it just, I don't know. It was something about this particular match. And it just, I really got that feeling. And I don't usually get that from these, these tag matches. And everybody had their working boots on too. And I think that was the important part is, you know, Tanahashi could have just, you know, hung out on the outside and did, you know, a few things here and there. Okada could have just hung out. You know, Ishii and Shibata could have just saved themselves. But everybody went balls to the wall. I mean, this was as good of a preview of, hey, this is what you're going to see at the Tokyo Dome as you're going to find. I thought this was just – I thought everybody worked their ass off here and it really showed. Yeah, you said everything I was going to say. It, it did have the feel of those old All Japan tags. That was the point I was going to make. And it's like I said last week on my half of the show, I knew they were going to work hard here. I mean this is the final match before the Dome. They always work hard on these and shows right before the Dome. And I knew this was going to be a big-time match. You liked it a little more than me. I had it slightly below four, but who cares about the stars? It was a good match, and it, it was everything you said about it. It was it, it, it was everybody worked really hard, and these are the kind of main events these Cork and shows should have. Tag matches like this with four big stars. You know what I mean? Not tag matches with Yoshihashi where it's obvious who the fall guy is. Not tag matches with Captain New Japan. Not six-mans. Not eight-mans. These should be the kind of matches that headline Cork in every single time out. And, we, you know, that have that, all, that classic All Japan feel where it's the stars getting in there with each other. And it's interesting because once Okada won the elimination match, you knew Tanahashi was going to win this match. But, you know, I thought he would beat Okada in this tag. And maybe that was me being naive. You know what I mean? I thought he'd kind of get the win back or whatever. His team won, but he didn't beat Okada. What do you make of that? I think that's fine. I, I don't think you want to give any sort of 
Yeah, I don't know if you want to give a finish with either of those you two right now. I, I get that. You don't want people to think, oh, wow, he's going to win the title on the fourth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, the, And maybe that's, you know, think. Is that North American thinking? I feel like, yeah, that's what I'm wondering if that's too North American. Uh, you know, we sort of think of that and maybe they don't necessarily do that. But uh, I don't know. I just don't think you want to give the visual of either of those two pinning one another Which is, right now, or at least on these two shows, because they didn't. They, they stayed away from it. Right. The, over, the over-the-top elimination. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really. Yeah, I just thought it was that. I just thought it was you don't want a visual of Tanahashi pinning Okada, you know, in the building. Well, Let those guys. You're right. And instead, they, they had Shibata pin uh, mm-hmm. 